Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Welcome to Freefall RC Podcast. My name is Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. And here we got episode number 12, RC events and future plans. So what you been up to, Kev? Um, a lot this week. It's been a busy week, man. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, first, I have to say that uh, we uh, got schooled by Nick Simpson <laughs> from the yeah. last, last podcast. You know, he is going to school for, uh, you know, electrical engineering, so he would be the person to know this stuff. I know. And uh, <laughs> it was funny. He sent me a message saying I was I felt like Fred. I was yelling at the the radio. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, man. So I, mean, I haven't been to electronic school in a long, long time. So uh, I don't even think we covered it. It didn't even sound familiar. Um, but C, he said, stood for Columbus. Christopher Columbus. <laughs> yeah, the C rating stuff, right? Yeah. The C rating? Yeah. Said Columbus when Columbus was leaving Spain, it was the amount of ships he could get out of Spain or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so no, that's that's not entirely true. It's a uh, Colum. It's almost it's like Columbus without the US almost. And another U thrown in there. But um Well the U misplaced. Yeah, it's um it's actually a unit of electrical charge. Uh Transported by a constant current of one amp in one second. Um, okay. So that's basically what it is. And so I guess. Sense. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Mr. Cullum came up with it. Mm. Yeah, he did give me. Um, he did also message me and give me uh, some slack for like, dude, you guys did an episode on electricity and batteries, and you didn't. You didn't have me on the show. <laughs> Sorry about that, Nick. Definitely it was kind of last minute, you know. Um, planning on this, uh, definitely going to get you back on the show, though, and you can, you know, slap us through the internet and uh, <laughs> correct slap us. us through the internet, yeah. <laughs> and correct us, you know, on any mistakes we've made, <laughs> because you are the one, you know, you are the kid that's going to school for this stuff, so yeah, you should know. It should be all fresh in your mind. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. I was doing some uh, a little bit of reading on it on, like, wiki, whatever, and... Uh, one of the things I thought was real interesting, it said the amount of charge that travels through a lightning bolt is typically 15C. Oh, wow. Is that amazing or what? I mean, like, you hear about guys charging 8C, 10C. Mm-hmm. Like, what Chris Roberts said, you know, Kyle Stacy's like, ripping through batteries, charging them up in, like, 15 minutes. Yeah, no, not even. I thought it was, like, five or six minutes. But it does say that large bolts can be up to 300, 350C. Wow. So yeah, that's that, that. I was like, wow, really? Like, I figure if you're charging at three C, that's like a fifth of a lightning bolt. I mean, that's nuts. Yeah, one point twenty one gigawatts of electricity. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the hell is a gigawatt? <laughs> yeah. So then, um, so dude, then after being schooled, Saturday we got together, went to the Ram show, which was really cool. Yeah, I was on call for work, so I'm like busy. As it is, which I had a call after we got back, which was cool. I didn't get interrupted. We'll get into the Ram show later because uh, that's the main topic. Mm-hmm. Sunday, uh, we didn't do much with the family, so I got a chance to fix the 180. And then I took the 180 
the Oxy and the 380 to my local soccer field where I crashed the 180. Oh uh, no! But yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't break a single thing. It it wow. kind of got to where I was doing. I was doing a lot of stuff. I was doing on the Oxy and the and the 380, which was really cool. But it got a little far away from me, and I thought it was coming at me at at one point, and it looked like I was going away from me and i was like you know what i just better just hit throttle hold and bring it down it was pretty oh, okay. far I, I didn't want to lose it in the trees or anything so right but i went out there you know i walked over checked it out it just had my uh servo horns jump a little bit because i tried to fly it again afterwards and i was like why isn't this flying it wouldn't take off and i was like okay <laughs> all the horns jumped up so oh you have the servo savers right yeah nice yeah. so they did their job awesome yeah, and I have the the tail boom, the torque tube. Oh, the slipper clutch. Yeah. Yeah, the little torque tube that's kind of cut in half with the surgical tubing. Mm-hmm. Got it off of eBay. Yeah. Nice. So that helped out for sure. And then I picked up um, Real Flight seven point five upgrade, and I know Anthony bought it, and you had it, so we all got together mm-hmm. and did some simming Saturday night, which was a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah, we're all flying helicopters, yeah. and I think Anthony's main objective was to fly into me as many times as he could <laughs> how many times he crashed into you i thought it was just one no he crashed into me like three times <laughs> nice <laughs> as i as i'm signing off he's uh i was on the my helicopter was on the ground that he just came by and like took one of the blades right off <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> and he was laughing he was like you saw that right and i was like yeah <laughs> oh man so then monday i go to work works like regular blah 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 and I'm, I happen to stop at the office real quick, and we have a we have a dumpster that's in the loading dock. So I'm walking by that, and I see this, and they're throwing a lot of stuff out, so it's packed. And I walk by, and I see this server sitting there with the the back of it almost hanging off the dumpster, two power supplies like ready to be ripped right out of it. So nice. I was like, "Holy crap! Look at this!" And so I told the guy that runs the kind of the inventory of the warehouse and stuff, I was like, Jimmy, I'm taking those two, you know, uh, power supplies out of that. So he's like, well, you better hurry because the guy's coming to take it. So I ran out, grabbed my screwdriver and mm-hmm. ripped, ripped them out. They're two, um, they're two 30 amp power supplies. Yeah, 12 volt power supplies. That's weird. You had to um, unscrew them. They weren't just like the swappable ones that so just, you know, you put a clip down and just pull them right out. Well, they had handles on them. But they're mm-hmm. they're not the size of like the the size I've I've seen mainly I think it's the size you have are kind of like a carton of cigarettes that kind of size yeah like, this is like double that yeah like, I was noticing that it was really big they're they're pretty huge and the carton of cigarettes pack or the carton of cigarettes size ones have a fan in the front I think and a fan in the back I know they at least have one fan yeah these have two fans front and back okay nice so I don't know if that means. That it's going to work less, you know, but still produce the 30 amps. I don't mm-hmm. know. So I brought them back home, not knowing how I was going to do this to yeah. rip them apart. But, I, you know, I figure it's got to be somewhat easy because you just have to figure out what's positive, what's negative. Well, there's a little more to that, but yeah. Well, that, yeah, you find out what's positive. Well, not knowing, not having any schematic. I mm-hmm. found out what was positive, what was negative. So you find out what ground is. Right. And then took the case apart, and using an ohmmeter, I checked negative to you know ground on the body. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of was, I took most of the screws out, 
And what's what's funny, I think this is the case on most of these power supplies is I think they intend to have one or two points of contact with the chassis. It's not like um, a PC motherboard where every screw you turn down kind of makes ground contact. Okay. Like the board itself is is mainly isolated except for two points. So it worked out to be really cool. I figured out which of the two posts that was, you know, had the screw holes and was was doing the grounding and uh-huh. I just so I took the board out and I used a hammer and I just pounded out the to two studs. Okay. So then I took uh and it has like a little I don't know what kind of material it is it's kind of like hard plastic it's like a uh, plastic with a little bit of like a rubber coating on it right? yeah yeah it's like yeah something like that like a rubberized plastic right. um, material to keep it isolated more or less mm-hmm. so once those studs were pounded out i've kind of flipped it over i had the hot glue right there i figured i'll put a little hot glue around what you can tell is the actual part that's supposed to make contact with the studs mm-hmm. and uh put it back together and i checked it with the ohm meter again no connectivity with the with nice. the case and and the ground, yeah, or with positive. Okay. So then came the big moment. I you know Ugh. plugged <laughs> I, I I plugged them both in, and uh, I'm I'm actually skipping a step here. You, you're it's almost like a PC too, where you know you have to ground two pins together to get yes. the power supply to come on. That's what I was gonna say because you're like it's just you know finding a positive and negative and isolating the ground, but it's not. You have to make sure you jump it. Yeah. Yeah the on switch basically and i think i got lucky because i kind of googled the part number Mm -hmm. and looked for what two pins or three pins i should ground or what sets of pins it's actually two sets of pins you have to like short together and i know it came on because it's got a little led bing that comes on so i know it's working yeah yeah so i take a pretty i I think i have some eight gauge wire like jumper cable type wire and i got that going from the negative one to the positive of the other i put my multimeter on it Right. in voltage you know dc mode mm-hmm. and plugged them both in and i said i'm gonna hit the the little power strip i have here and man hopefully i don't blow a fuse or anything i think i was recording video to it oh, did you? yeah because <laughs> i was like it's either gonna fire up or it's gonna really fire up right right <laughs> so yeah so i hit the switch and they came on and it read like 25 volts and i was like look at that man so it worked out really well because I can bump those cases together and I'm not because the ground is still there. Right. So the AC ground. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's what I wanted to ask because there are two grounds. So you got to make sure you don't disconnect the AC ground, just the DC. So the board onto the chassis, but not the power plug into the chassis. Right. Yeah. Like there, you can tell there's an actual, you know, green, typical, your typical green grounding wire that comes off of the mm-hmm. the plug itself you know on the inside the actual receptacle of the plug and it goes up and it's actually got a screw you know down to the to the case to make contact and make ground with it yeah so i knew it wasn't just getting rid of that because if you think about it when you go into your electrical panel when your circuit goes all the way back and this is what really <laughs> made me nervous and made me think twice when it goes all the way back to your your circuit breaker mm-hmm. your ground and your your cold, your white wire, are basically going back to the same the same block in your breaker panel. Right. So that's what I was like, well, that's still connected, you know? Yeah. Um, and I know you don't have to isolate that, but I was like, you know, how's that going to work? And, you know, I just, 
I had it all set up and I had it plugged into the power strip, but I didn't have the power strip plugged in. So I knew it was all connected. And I knew I could test continuity that way too, you know? Mm-hmm. It worked out really well. I was I'm I'm curious to see how this is gonna work. So I've been pricing out <laughs> eye chargers. I've been pricing out last night I think I spent two or three hours online just pricing out like eye chargers and I'm on progressive RC site. Mm-hmm. Pricing out breakout boards and and the the fused like JST connectors that they have and the Dean's connectors and all that kind of stuff. They make some really cool stuff. And then I'm getting a whole list together and I'm going over. Well, is this going to be worth it or is it? Should I just buy a case? You know, from those guys already pre-made right. and you know the Rotor Craft RC guys. Mm-hmm. And it kind of worked out to be all said and done. It's probably going to cost me. You know, with the price of the eye charger. Probably cost me like two hundred bucks, so it's definitely worth it. Oh, that's if, not bad at all. No, if I get a case from like Home Depot and I can go ultra cheap route, but it's still, I mean, you're looking at charging some heavy duty stuff, man. You know, yeah, pretty quick. Before you um, invest in a case yet, let me give you two power supplies, man. I'll give you something that's a half the size of that, okay. so that way you don't have to, you know. Um, estimate such a big case it's going to be heavy you know you're going to be lugging this thing around all the time so um maybe you could use that as like a yeah, you know desktop for- whatever you know just keep it on your uh yeah what is it called your bench bench yeah. top you know yeah, power sure. supply and then i have two i think they're dp hp dps 800s is the one that um I showed you guys a picture of. I texted a picture of. Because once you sent those pictures, <laughs> I yeah, noticed how like, big they were. I was like, let me send you what I can get right now. And with my hand, like, as as a reference. And they were, a, I would say, a third the size. Well, they looked a little longer than these. They were probably about, um, I would say, s- seven to eight inches long. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's about what this is. And then uh, width is probably about... Uh, three inches three and a half inches or so yeah these are easily like six i think i measured it probably got it here somewhere i had a measurement of what mm-hmm. i would need right so i mean before you invest in that box to put the stuff into it you know maybe i could uh you know save you some uh space because yeah you know obviously with your car you don't want to put you know have to carry this you know mechanics yeah, box. yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah the only reason i really they stuck out was that they were 30 amp. Yeah. I don't know a lot of the other ones are 20s. But I don't know I'm what not you sure have. what these are. But I mean they're they're 750 watts at at 110 uh AC input. If you go if obviously if if you wanted to I don't know. I mean we live in the US so 110 is our standard, but I know um it can also take uh 220 or 240. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever the European standard is and at that point it can give it 1000 watts per power supply. Wow, man. Yeah, so, these are 500 at 30 yeah. amp. So I think um, I'll double check the amperage. But I mean, you know, when when you combine those two, I think either 30 amps, 20 amps, it won't matter. I think it'll do the job. Yeah, I mean, I'm not getting too crazy with it. Mm-hmm. But hey, they were for free. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Why not mess around with them at least? To- mm-hmm. Yeah, and learn it, right? Yeah, exactly. Cool, cool. Yeah, so, then, so sorry to have more stuff, right? Yeah, man. So then today I uh, worked on the FT Arrow a little bit. I kind of had a break for a couple hours. I was home, and then I had to go back out. So, man, it's it's been busy. But uh, the FT Arrow I was getting really frustrated with 
and I'll tell you why I wasn't. I had the placement down of the stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I had to balance down. And then when I went to combine the camera and the transmitter, I was having trouble with the camera. And it turns out that um, my camera's either burned out or I burned it out. I don't know. I might have made a mistake with something. I'm not sure. So that was getting me real frustrated. The other thing that was getting me frustrated was the um, the friggin' five gram servos. Man, we're like, it's kind of like hard to explain. When I when I usually set one of these FT planes up, I usually mm-hmm. put the servos in. I don't connect the servo horns. I kind of do right. the control linkage and all that stuff, and I kind of leave the servo horns kind of for last. I'll plug the unit in. I'll get power to it. I'll bind it so that I know the servos themselves are. You know, centered more or less. And I can just mm-hmm. pop the servo horns on, screw them down, and I'm done. I yeah. put these servo horns down on. I start to screw the the screw down, and it starts to move the servo like a little bit. So I I unplug it, and I'm screwing it down, and I'm holding the servo horn, and now the whole servos just keeps twisting underneath, and I'm like, what the hell? So oh. I'm like, screw these five gram servos. I don't know. Maybe it was just me and the way I built it, but uh, I ripped them out today and put the nine grams in, and they fit in just as good just as perfect mm-hmm. i mean maybe i had to trim an eighth of an inch off a little bit from where they see into the into the wing right so i was like i put those in put the end pieces on that i needed to put on and finished it all up man so that's that's ready to go man nice but i i have no idea when i'm gonna fly that because <laughs> my other comment that i wrote was got the heli bug bad and it's the truth, yeah. man. I don't even want to. I don't really even want to touch any planes anymore. I'm like, I just want to go out fly a helicopter, <laughs> man. Yes, <laughs> I need, yes. really love that. But yes, totally. I know <laughs> because I was there like, I don't know, three, four months ago, maybe, maybe a little bit longer. You know, basically like a month after we joined the club. Yeah, yeah. I just, I kind of like, I got the bug too, and it was like, oh, you know, I, I'll still bring a couple of planes to the field to like do my kind of like relaxation flights right but um but like yeah you know you know you saw me i was all about the helis but i i really like the i love those two uh twisted hobbies planes that i have man the (laughs) one that you gave me in the and the other one you know the beaver and the and the crack pits dude i don't think i'll ever i bring them every time like i love flying those things yeah even with some heavy wind i still i still have a pisser of a time with those things man yeah man so what have you been up to dude so yeah, I also went to the Ram show. Obviously, it kind of sucked because I kind of went there a little bit later than I expected. Yeah, that was funny uh, because we were planning on going at ten, right? And, and then it moved to eleven. And then it was eleven, <laughs> and then Jeff was like, "Okay." And then Jeff is usually, you know, a little bit late, a little uh-huh. bit later than us, and he was there way before you guys. Yeah, it's like I even rolled over and went back to sleep, and I'm like, "Man, ten is turning into eleven. Is turning into like twelve yeah, thirty. I got I got there around twelve thirty, yeah. So you know I, I didn't get a chance to meet any of our listeners as at least not as much as you did I think. So you know, eh, it is what it is. Kind of sucked, but it's fine. Hey, you made it. Yeah, I made it. And you know what? I mean, I think we spent like I think I left there like a little before three, and you know I already like was good. You know. Yeah, yeah. We went around, we saw everything, we hung out, uh, we met a lot of the club members, which was great. Yeah, uh, and we met up with your friend uh, Peter, and that was cool. Good to see him again. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty good. 
yeah, and then yep, you guys picked up Real Flight Seven. Anthony picked it up, and then you, I guess you just got the upgrade, or did you? You didn't buy the interface one, right? Yeah, I just got the upgrade. Okay, yeah, so that was fun. Uh, first time simming with Anthony, and then um, yeah, was it was fun. nice to just sim with the helis and just to see, you know, each other's uh, helis and all the crazy stuff you you'd be trying to sim. Yeah, so that, that was, was actually cool, man. Yeah, um, I think I. You weren't around uh, yesterday. Yeah, you guys got on yesterday. Yeah, we got on for like a half hour or 40 minutes or so and did some more simming. Um, Yeah, I'm trying some really crazy stuff on a sim and I'm not, I'm crashing, but I'm, but I'm feeling more comfortable like flying inverted tail, nose, sideways, like, yeah, I still crash because I, I dump dumb things, but at least, like, I'm able to get into it, and if I, I could bail myself out of it pretty easy. Um, but I feel like my uh, pure flip practice has kind of gone awry. Oh, jeez. A little bit worse. And I think it's because I'm doing it more in real life, and I'm getting used to what it feels like to do it on the Oxy than to do it on the sim with, you know, simulator um, feel, you know, air quotes. Okay. So, so we'll see. I mean, when we go flying this weekend, I'll, I'm going to do it again and see how it goes. I might try it on the 700. Oh, jeez. <laughs> we'll see. Um, I'm working my way up. Maybe the five. I guess the 570 would be next. I got to clear some space on my iPhone for that one, man. Uh, yeah, definitely. And I'm, I mean, it's going to be, you know, really high up in the air. The Oxy, though, I'm starting to do that like 30, 40 feet off the ground, which is still kind of high, but... You know, just a little bit closer so I could see it better. And, you know, I've been kind of bailing myself out and it's been fine. I haven't been using self-level or the uh, bailout or anything like that. Yeah, you know, I think it's good to get used to that because I noticed that I can't remember what time, what flight it was or what day it was. But I can remember hitting bailout at least once or twice on the Oxy. But it's Mm -hmm. good to know that it's there and when to use it. Yeah, you do have to train yourself to use it because you have split-second decision like, do I use it or not? You have basically a split second to decide, and you right, you know. So yeah, knowing when to hit that is is part of the whole you know flight experience. Mm-hmm. The same with on the sim, knowing or or worse yet in in real life, when you crash, knowing why you crashed, what you did wrong. Yeah, like a lot of times, man, I'm just figuring that out now. You know what's the neat trick with that? Record your flight. Yes. If you hit the R button, it'll start recording. You can R to stop it. And then if you do a flight where you crash, you're like, oh, man, what did I do wrong? Did I give wrong input? You can play back it with the controller on your screen, and you can slow it down and see actually what you did. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that's a good tip to, uh, you know, because if you can figure out why you crashed, hopefully you could do that same move but avoid it, you know, and see, if, oh, if I do this, that's how I can bail myself out of it and avoid, the cr- you know, avoid crashing. So it's a good um a learning tip there. Yeah, exactly. So on Sunday, I flew uh, late afternoon. It was like, I think I char- started charging at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, I was I charged four packs by like 4.30-ish. You know, and by the time I got to the local park here, um, it was closer to 5. So the sun was, you know, kind of making its way down. I ran through the four packs I had. Uh, it was pretty gusty. Like, there was a lot of headwind. So like, whenever I did TikToks, it would just just move you know just get blown around with the oxy but the last two packs were dedicated just for uh practicing half pyro flips again and i think 
I kind of, you know, because I have my rates up for the tail and the oxy with the icon. And I don't know. Maybe it was because it was getting dark and it's all in my head. But I thought I did a full parallel. Like, I saw that tail whip around um, twice, basically. Once to go inverted, once to come out of inverted. And I'm like, did I just do a full parallel flip? <laughs> you know, thinking to myself. So that was pretty cool. Uh, definitely nice. want to keep on practicing that. I think, you know, that's my goal for this year. And, you know, come... What are we now? Uh, we're in March now, and I'm, you know, I'm getting there. So I'm pretty happy with my uh, simming and just, you know, overall saying, screw it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to go for it, you know, kind of getting that, like, you know, the cojones to just say, just do it. Like, if you're going to crash, it's going to crash. Whatever. Just do it. Learn it, you know, yeah. and push. So so I'm pretty happy with that. I sold a couple of stuff. Uh I had a servo for sale, a MKS servo, and also had a Goblin 380 motor, my old Scorpion motor. So I got to actually pack up that motor tonight and ship that out. The servo, uh, Rick's actually picking it up from me, so from the club. So oh, yeah? I'll just oh, bring cool. it to him this weekend. Nice. Hopefully, I'll get a couple more things and I can afford a Neo. Neo. <laughs> a Neo. <laughs> Selling like half my things just to get a Neo. No, <laughs> but uh, let's see. Um, I'm dying, dying to do a build night. Yeah, that that Oxy Trek edition has just been sitting underneath my my workbench. I hear you, dude. <sighs> Man, and like you know, we look. I looked ahead, and I look at the weather this weekend, and it's like mid 40s, calm winds. You know, it's flying weather. Yeah, you don't want to complain about that for sure. Yeah, I don't want to complain about that. And, like, I'm almost considering just doing a build night instead of flying, but no, that's not going to happen. You know, I'd rather, of course, go fly then to uh, sit at home and build. So, you know, with your your text to us with the power supplies, you know, I was like, oh, man, I need to grab some of this. I need to get this stuff going, too. So I want to get 24-volt 20 20 uh, power supply going for my charger. So, um, yeah, I got... I had two HP DPS 800s, uh, 12 volts at 750 watts each. And I started taking one apart last night. It was kind of pretty late, probably about 11, 30, 12. So all I did was take it apart and start inspecting things. I did a lot of research online, and I did find some schematics on which jumper I need to jump to turn the actual power supply on. Okay. And, and then which side of the uh, output is positive and negative. Um, it didn't have much information about isolating the ground, but the way I'm going to do it most likely is I'm going to hot glue every single mounting point so that's going to isolate it from there. And then I'm going to actually see if I could just wrap the whole thing in, you know, shrink wrap or some other method of, like, isolation. You know, whether I just take a whole bunch of electrical tape and just go around it i don't know oh, geez. i, I, I haven't really figured watch, it out though you don't really want to you don't really wanna, you don't really want to block the airflow either though mm. well i was just going to isolate it in the the you know the pcb board it has that plastic shield but there are spots that i feel like might touch because this power supply is different than most that i've seen um because it's shorter than the normal conventional server blade power supplies there's like the main PCB with your capacitors, your transformer, all the electrical bits. And then there's actually a, another PCB that's 
soldered on sideways onto it, which the fan plugs into and and a couple other uh, oh. uh, you know stuff plugs into. So I want to make sure all of it's isolated. So yeah, I'll probably just do the the bottom hot glue the 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 PCB back in, and then maybe like maybe on the inside of the chassis. Can I just what do you think? Can I just um, line electrical tape? On the inside of the chassis, like inside of the the metal case, um, that might work to start with. But electrical tape, you know, is not the be all end all to stopping like a bolt head or something sharp going through there. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I could take a look at it, dude. Yeah, yeah. If you could take a look at it, that'd be great. Um, one of the things I was also going to suggest to you is, you know, how you have the uh, power supply on and off jumper, right? Instead of jumping it. What I did with my other power supply, my regular ATX power supply, um, I put a switch on it. Yeah, I'm probably going to do that. I'm so I probably... can have it plugged in and still hit a switch to turn on and off the uh, power supply. Yeah, I want to do like um, a double pull, double throw because I have two on each one for each mm-hmm. power supply. And I'll probably make it so you can't fire up the non-grounded one without the grounded one being being on you know just wired up that way yeah so definitely i want to get your help on that um and get that going but uh yeah so besides that i worked on my v control case some more my diy v control case i cut out the rest of the slots i needed there's a couple bits i messed up on just because the the parts that were cutting out were so small and my knife was so big that it was hard to uh get a nice neat cut out of it so but it is what it is it's just gonna be you know slots to hold batteries in so once the battery's in there you're not gonna really notice that oh i see what you mean yeah you know because i mean if you think about a a 1300 3s battery sliding like you know holding up vertically it's not that much actual space it's like probably about an inch and a quarter by three quarters of an inch um you know rectangle yeah so cutting that out yeah cutting that out with uh an electric knife that the blade thickness itself, the serrated knife, you know, the one the electric ones that move back and forth, is about, you know, three quarters of an inch. So there's parts where it's really tight to get into. So I'm not really too happy about that, but I think once I paint it and glue it all up, it should stay together pretty well. And, if, you know, I'm painting it all black anyway, so uh, the foam, you know, so it shouldn't be too bad. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, so to go on to our main topic, basically want to talk about swap meets and RC events in general, uh, what events we've been to this past, uh, you know, couple of months, and what RC events we're gonna go to in the future. So, I guess the first event of the year was in February. Was the Adam Swap Meet? Yes. Do you remember what city that's in? It's, I know it's Jersey, but what? what? Um, that was Hillsboro. Hillsboro, New Jersey. Yeah. It's down by Somerset. Mm-hmm. That area. Yeah, why don't you start with your experience there? Well, that's put on by Adams RC, and I think there's a, there's a bunch of local groups down that way um, that put that swap meet on. I love these freaking swap meets, dude. I just love going and looking around, and you, see, you always see some crazy stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Last year uh, is the when I picked up that Cub for 30 bucks. They were auctioning it off. They have an auction there, too. And uh, it was what, what the hell? I don't even know. It's seventy-two inch cub, was it? Sixty inch? I don't something even like that. It's freaking I think huge. It was, I think it was sixty-eight inch. I did get a chance to fly that once, and I crashed it once. Uh, but I didn't really do too much damage. I got to, I got to work on that. It's just like you know, 
you got so much going on. It's it's tough to yeah. You just want to go flying. You want to just grab stuff and go. Mm-hmm. But that was um that was cool. And you know, last year I wasn't at the point where I'm at this year where, and it seems like typical, right? Um, that this year I would have probably bought some of the planes I saw last year if they were there again this year at the price they were at last year. Right. Like I think there was a all set up, ready to go nitro plane motor and everything. Just put your radio in and, and battery in and go. And it, I think it was like 150 bucks or 250 bucks. Mm-hmm. I probably would have picked that up this year just as a first nitro plane. You know, why not? Yeah. Why not? Our president um, of the club, Mike, he's always flying nitro stuff and I'm sure he'll help me out, you know, cause I know zero about what I need for nitro other than you need nitro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and it's not a huge event. It's kind of like a small, I don't know, half basketball court size yeah. room, probably even a little smaller than that. But it's just, yeah. I, I like going there. I, lo- I love looking around and checking out different things and talking to people, man. I saw the same guy there, though, this year that I saw last year that I tried to buy something off him last year. I think it was a Corsair. And uh, same type of thing. Like, this guy this year, this guy had a Weekender. And mm-hmm. it was... He wanted 150 bucks for it, and the cell service is bad in this room. And I'm trying yeah. to look it up and going, well, what does it go for retail? Because that's like usually the first thing I do is like sure, I'm yeah. gonna look it up online. Because I don't know if is it a deal or is it not a deal. Mm-hmm. So I look at I, I think I walked out. Yeah, we walked lobby to look mm-hmm. it up. Yeah, and it was 150 bucks brand new. So I'm like, ah, oh, crap. So I, yeah, we were standing there, and I was like. I'll give you a hundred bucks. And he was like, no, the best I can do is one twenty five. And I'm like, well, you know, it's used. No, yeah. no receiver in it. And it's used. I'm still going to buy a receiver. And ugh. it's just like that, that type of stuff, man. I don't know what the game is with there. You know, why do you show up and want top dollar for stuff? You're at a freaking swap meet. Yeah. I, I bought a freaking six foot cub for 30 bucks. <laughs> it was yeah. auction, but still. You know, they were selling what the Helimax 400s. One guy bought two of them, I think, for 30 bucks, right? Yeah, like 25, 30 bucks, right? Yeah. So I don't know. That that kind of that kind of irks me a little bit. Yeah. I mean, me too. not everything has to be a deal, but I mean, be a little reasonable, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't have the gold key to the crapper at a freaking swap mate, dude. <laughs> but I did actually run into um a guy that I've ran, ran run into a few times before, this guy Jason. Uh, I met him at Neat Fair in like 2013. He's a really decent guy, man. We've talked about different things. He was a guy I think I mentioned in one of the podcasts about having a bloody wonder that was all done up and done up really nice. So I, I was chatting with him nice. for a little while. He was like, he's the first listener that I've talked to, man. It was like, he's like, yeah, man, I've been listening to podcasts, man. It's pretty cool, you know, and it's decent. I have it on while I'm working or whatever, you know, and I'm like, ah, cool, man. I was like, thrilled to meet somebody that actually listened and but the funny thing is you met him prior to the podcast though no that's right? true so you met him at neat right yeah 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 <laughs> i guess it, right right i would have talked to him anyways yeah true but it was just cool to get you know a little feedback and oh yeah definitely meet somebody in person so that was cool and i, I really didn't buy anything i don't think i bought anything at that swap um i bought your sukhoi out in the parking lot you did lend me twenty bucks to buy uh, something oh, too, which I'll go into. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was it. I I picked up. We were talking. We, me, you, and Jeff went out to lunch, and and mm-hmm. uh, we started talking. You were like, you know, I'm getting tired of my Sukhoi, so you, we we 
worked the deal out for that, and he sold that to me, man, which was awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take yeah. even more chances with that than I definitely. take with money. <laughs> no, definitely. I, like, I want you to – in fact, what I think what you should do is take the AR636 in there as brand new. I've never flown it. I don't even think I booted it up. Or I booted it up once because – but I didn't have the uh, aileron, uh, the, uh, the Y-harness for the aileron, so I never flew it. Right. So um, – I do remember that, yeah. You should take it out, save it if you want to or sell it. You know, uh, I think it's a hundred dollar receiver. You could probably get fifty bucks easily for it, um, and then just put a regular receiver so you could have two models to compare. You could compare with you know AS3X or without, and see you know how different it is. Um, without it, you can probably take more risk, and since you have full throws and everything, and there's no nothing inhibiting you, yeah, it might be fun to give that a shot. Really hover that bad boy. Yeah, and if it crashes, it crashes. Whatever, you know. I think you know. At the end of the day, you got it for a <laughs> really, really good price. So yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. I think I am going to do that. Just warn you, it did totally fly different when I had just the uh, AR sixty two hundred in there, just a regular receiver. It flew totally different. But you know, you might like it. I mean, you know, the other planes I've sold you, the uh, foam biplane, uh, the twisted, uh, the crack pits. Crack pits, I didn't like, but when you got it, you, you you're killer on that thing. I know, you know? I love that thing. Yeah, yeah. So that you know, it's just phenomenal. I just you know, I like the looks of the bi- I look at a biplane, but I just don't think it's my cup of tea. You know, yeah. as far as the way it flies. So, so what was your take on Adam Swap Meet? All right, uh, I might get some hate mail for this. Oh boy, especially. I love hate mail. <laughs> I love hate mail too, but. It's actually funny. We haven't gotten any real. I love hate, hate mail when it's going to you, not me. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Well, <laughs> I deserve it. So, so this Adam swap me. It's the second time I've, I've been there. Um, I feel like it's like a planker show, in the negative way. Not plankers like oh people who fly airplanes, but like you know grumpy old men talking about that. That person that was selling a weekender, you know, like, yeah. why would you try to sell something that is at list price when it's used? Like, that's a douchebag move, in my opinion. <laughs> like, you fly it even once or twice. I think he's like, oh, I only flew it like five or ten times or something. You take off with it, at that point, it's used. You might have had a hard landing. You might not show any damage, but you take it home and, you know, there's creases in the foam or this or that. Like, you'll notice more things. And... And you can't, like, you know, like, I don't know. For me, I would never buy something, fly it, even if it's in perfect condition, and then sell it for the same price I bought it for, less part. Yeah. You no? Know? Because it's not new. You, you, even if you only flew a couple times, you flew it. And at that point, it shouldn't be sold for the same price as you can buy it at Tower Hobby Direct. And in fact, you could probably get it cheaper because Tower Hobby always has... Ten dollars off, twenty dollars off, depending on how much. One fifty would get you easily twenty to twenty-five dollars off. That's true, man. And you could pay it off too if you wanted, like fifty right? bucks a month. Yeah, or you do the three, the three easy pay, pay, right? Yeah. So, like, I, you know, like to me, folks that go to a swap meet, they have these signs saying, you know, I, I don't want to take anything home. Everything must sell. <laughs> yeah. And then they don't, you know. Then you know what that tells me is that. I can haggle with this guy then. If he wants to sell everything, he wants to get rid of everything, then the price is negotiable. It's best offer in my opinion. So, yeah. you know, I'll go to folks and be like, okay, you know, how much for this? 
oh, 80 bucks, okay, well, would you take 60? Uh, you know, and then usually it's like the, you know, wheeling dealer kind of deal where you're like, okay, 60, 75, all right, let's just meet in the middle, 70 bucks, right? And, like, I'm happy with that. Like, fine, you know, I got, I got it makes me feel better. They get to feel good that they sold something. They don't have to carry some, you know, piece of electronic or plane that they're not going to use back home. And we all win. But when you have people that are like, no, no, I couldn't, no, no, that could easily sell for this price or whatever. Like, they're just in it for the money at that point. They're not in it for the hobby. Yeah. And, and, and those, you know, those are grumpy old plankers in my opinion. And, and those are the folks that I'd rather not deal with. So sorry to vent, sorry to rant a little, but I, I just, you know, like I, I like checking out all the stuff, especially because there's a lot of old school stuff. Yeah, stuff yeah, that exactly. Brings me back to my, you know, childhood when when I was first starting out with balsa planes, you know. So it's like, oh, this other balsa kit or an ARF kit or this thing. I was like, cool, I mean, you know, I want to check it out. But I don't know, maybe this this last time because I'm getting into more helicopters, I just didn't really feel it so well. You know, so much. that's mm-hmm. the one thing, dude, is that uh, you could have picked up a balsa kit there dirt cheap, like 20 bucks, 30 bucks, I think, right? I saw it was like 30 or 40, yeah. I mean, I thought it was pretty cheap, yeah. Well, no, which is because, I mean, balsa kits normally. For the size they were at. Right, for the size and having everything, having all the sticks, all the, you know, sheets of balsa and the plans and the instruction manual. Having a complete balsa kit, it's you know eighty to hundred something, yeah. you know easily, you know. But and so yeah, getting it half price or even more, fifty to sixty, seventy percent off, it's a great deal. But you know the 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 folks that bring their stuff that's like are for ready to fly kits or like you know that that you know that isn't that expensive and that they they won't bend on the deals. Just okay. And you carry that stuff home because, or good luck with the sale. It's you know, it's not for me. I wouldn't slam the whole event for the one or two guys though, because just yeah. like just like I wouldn't slam our club for the one or two guys that you know are freaking grumpy plankers and might not be that old. <laughs> right. I mean, yes, yes. I you know, sorry, I don't want to generalize the whole event, but you know, it's like, but it, you know, what it's. To me, it's like a couple bad apples will ruin it for me. Because if I'm not having a good time or I'm not, I don't feel like there's anything for me to spend a, whatever $10 to get into it. Yeah. Then then why am I there? You know? Which, it's like, I, huh? <laughs> Which I'm laughing because I think somebody walked in the back door and didn't spend the $10. <laughs> well, who was that? I think Jeff not- did that. I think Jeff slipped by. Uh, okay, <laughs> I'll say that you know, if if somebody were happened to be too busy <laughs> to pay attention to the door while a guy or a girl is standing there staring dead at them, waiting to pay their um, entry fee. I mean, I who can fault you, them you for after a couple them. minutes to be like, "All right, I guess it doesn't matter. I'll walk right in." Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, um, I did pick up some stuff at the the swap meet. Um, nonetheless, you know, I uh, got a pretty big Tacon motor with an 80 amp Hobbywing ESC, uh, Hobbywing Platinum ESC, which actually can be used on a helicopter too. Um, yeah, that's a pretty heavy duty ESC. I've been pricing them more and more, you know, since we got mm-hmm. the Oxy build coming, and the yeah. that Hobbywing Platinum is 
that was a pretty good deal for twenty bucks. Just that. Yeah, twenty bucks. The Tacom motor was, in my opinion, pretty big. I think it's probably like a, it's bigger than a Park Four Eighty. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like, like we were saying, a a Power Fifteen. Yeah, maybe a Power Fifteen or something like that. So I mean, I'm actually waiting to figure out what plane I want to put that in, but that should be cool. Maybe the Cub, or maybe the. uh, what do you call it? The dead stick or the ugly stick? The middle stick. The middle stick. That's it. Middle stick. I did also get a pair of landing gears uh, for the middle stick because I figured, you know, it was like a dollar. Yeah. That was so a good deal. One of the things that I love about the Adam Swap Meet is the small stuff. Wheels, landing gears, spinners, like all the little small plane stuff. Control horns, like they're dirt cheap. Yeah. I remember, oh, you know what? I should bring this up. I don't remember the person. I remember last year I was looking at some stuff and I think he was like, I bought a pair of wheels from him and he just said, here, take these, take this, take this. Uh, do you remember that last year? Yeah. It was... I bought, like one thing and he just started giving me like a whole bunch of stuff to just, here, just take it. Um, well, that's where I got that. I got that originally a couple of years ago. That's where I got the, the Phoenix uh, P51, that orange P51. And when oh, okay. I and when I bought it from that guy, I said, and dude, I had no business buying that. That was like way beyond anything I should have been flying at the time. Mm-hmm. But when I bought it, uh, the dude that sold it to me was like, "Do me a favor, take this revolver too." And that's the revolver I got hanging in my garage. Oh, like, that is awesome! Revolver. He was just like, "Take, the, get this yeah. out of here." I was like, "Okay." Wow. And that guy was from an awesome plane. Yeah. That guy was from uh, South Jersey, the the Pine Barrens uh, RC Club, like okay, exit eighty something off the off the Parkway. Sorry, being stereotypically New Jersey. Wow, just definitely showed your Jersey colors there. I know. <laughs> so, but that's awesome. See, like that stuff, you know. I guess having experiences like that just makes you want to go back. Yeah, you know, I, I'm mixed. You know, half of me says, "Ah, oh, screw this." event i don't need to go there anymore but then half of me is like well i could get a pair of landing gears and wheels for a dollar or two dollars like you know get little miscellaneous things um it was good to meet up with pete there peter there yeah um, i think we met up with him last year too yeah uh you know and we chatted for a little bit last year and also this year so that was nice yeah, pete dude he should have that you know that british show wheeler dealers where the guy goes yes, around love and, that show yeah and buys it yeah and it's like to buy in a car and fix it up he mm-hmm. should have a show like that for RC because every single time I talk to him, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm talking to a guy from Craigslist. You know, he's selling this uh-huh. whatever uh, Cub fifth scale for like 25 bucks and we're meeting in the parking lot. He's always yes. got a story like that every time I talk to him. Like he does, does not he fly, though. I haven't I'm, like he does not waste the trip. Like if he's coming down he yeah, lives in true. New York State like an hour up and if, yeah, if he's coming down this way, he's always got something going on. Yeah, I got to I got to fly with him, man. It's like. I haven't I I haven't flown with him at all. Um, he he lives up in New York State there, so I don't know yeah. what club he's part of. Yeah, I'm um, curious. Maybe the uh, the Rhinebeck, right? Because he was talking to us about that one. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to meet up with him someday. He's yeah, let's he's, do he's it. He's a great guy, man. Yeah, definitely. All right, so uh, the next show we went to, which was a couple weeks after that. Or, yeah, about a couple of weeks after is the Ram Show at the Secaucus Expo Center. And that was uh, this past weekend. Yeah. That was cool. Um, it was nice to meet up with, you know, 
our club press, gym. Richard was there as I was walking in. He was walking out, so I don't know what that was about. Yeah, I was chatting with Rich and the other dude that was flying FPV with him that one day. They were there early. Oh, John, right? John. Yeah. The drone service systems or system services. or Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So we met up a whole bunch of folks there. That was cool. From our club, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked up some foam tack. Got to get my foam tack when I'm there. That's, you know, one of my, like, I think that was, like, the first thing, like, where's the foam tack uh, yeah. <laughs> booth, you know? And I it was, like, beeline right to it, get my foam tack going. Uh, picked up foam tack for myself and some for uh, Rick, uh, for the club, and for we, our club. Uh, and where Rick. the hell was Pete on Saturday? I was so pissed that I missed him. Like, they said, oh, he was here on Friday and he's here somewhere and he's oh, back on Sunday. You mean foam tack Pete? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they were like, he's he's he'll be out, he'll be back tomorrow. I'm like, oh, you're uh, kidding me. And uh, yeah. one of the guys I was talking to said there was two. There's actually another Pete. I think the one guy that runs it, the booth, his name was Pete too. So I was like, where's freaking Pete? Yeah, that uh, would have been nice to meet up with them. Yeah, that was the only thing that I didn't get to do. Mm-hmm. I checked out RA Cores. Um, kind of, you know, had a brief conversation with them. I gave him a sticker. Um, you know, just thanked him for. I think he. He liked us on Facebook. Yeah, he liked us on Facebook, and honestly, he he commented um stuff about it. So, so you know, I was like, oh, cool, you know. Yeah, his name's Jim, by the way. Jim, yes, and uh, that was nice. You know, he said he's been cutting foam. Uh, I mean, probably before I was born. <laughs> really, <laughs> for a long time. Yeah, like you know, he he did it because I think folks were asking him to cut some foam for him, and and then eventually he. Basically, was like, well, if I'm cutting all the phone lines, I'll make a business out of it. Dude, he so. sold almost like when we went over there, he had a bunch of different colors. Like, and what last year? Mm-hmm. Last he year, he had, had two, two colors left. Yeah, and I know he sold yeah. a ton this year, too, man. Yeah, so he also had a, he had a normal size one. I think it's like 32 inch wingspan or whatever it is, um, the one that we have. And then he made a smaller version now. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know what the wingspan was, like maybe. 22 inches 24 inches maybe yeah i want to say 24 inches yeah it uses this tiny little motor i mean it's smaller than the quad motor in my opinion yeah it kind of looked like the uh the micros right and he said that it flew uh it flies you know pretty much just as good as the bigger one so um you know i thought about picking one up but i don't know i just i i did too (laughs) but i was like man i got so much crap going on yeah me too you know and then I was like, but I could use it for Neff. That'd be awesome. But that's exactly I like, what I was thinking. Yeah, but you know, but then again, I was thinking about Neff for a second. I was like, oh, I got a couple of things lined up for that too. So hmm, let me just uh, hold off for now. You know, walk around and maybe if I decide to and get the, you know, the urge to buy something, I you know maybe I'll do it. But um, yeah, it was weird. I really didn't have the urge to buy anything. You know, like I did the year before. Uh, the year before. And even a year before that um, was like, what can I buy? What kind of deal can I get? Like, you know, just just hunting. But this year I was just kind of walking around. It's like, meh. Well, last year we went there and we specifically were looking for the RA core guys. Mm-hmm. Or RA yeah, core guy. Well, I mean, not, partic- not for me at least. I was looking for a f- profile foam 3D player. Right. I didn't care which one it was. Yeah, we were um, both looking for something like that. But the RA cores one, um, the quality was there, looked good. 
I liked the the color scheme and the design and the price. The price was yeah. You know, Jim has great prices for that stuff. So, and you and I, I actually talked to him real quick. I said, you know, uh, mm-hmm. we picked them up last year, and uh, I really didn't have as good luck as you had with it. I said, my buddy Steve really flies the hell out of it. He loves that plane. I said I had more Gremlins. It wasn't the plane's fault. It was, you know, my ESC, my motor, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So I think this. Cool. What motor did you have in there? I think. Oh man, this I don't even remember. I gotta actually. Sorry, I gotta actually replace the motor on mine. It kind of finally went. So hopefully replacing that. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna try some stuff. Um, I'm gonna try to reinforce it, just from all the crashing and all the, uh, you know, foam tack that I used to fix it. It doesn't fly right anymore. Um, I if I throttle up the whole nose of the, you know how it's kind of like a profile plane when it has like a plus. If you're looking down, um, down the fuselage, it's like a plus sign. Yeah, that whole thing twerks now. Oh jeez. Yeah, like that whole thing, the whole fuselage twists on me. The wings when I, you know, do my aileron, you know, I have the full throws because I need, I need them, and it still doesn't roll as fast as I want it to. And I notice like it like goes and the whole wing surface curves it kind of curves up oh right yeah you know so it's just it's i think there's a foam is just fatigued from so much crash so much contact into the ground so i'm gonna try to get some carbon fiber pieces and spars and just little bits and pieces of like carbon fiber i've kind of gathered up over the time from um little umx planes that i've crashed and destroyed and stuff and i'll rip the carbon fiber uh spar out of it and just hold on to it and take those and see if I could, you know, reinforce it some better and just, you know, so I could get that thing flying again. But I definitely want to uh, fly that again because I, you know, that was my knife edge, baby. That thing, yeah. I would knife edge down the field. I would throttle up. It'll flick up, and then I would just knife edge back down the other way down the field, and you know, like just back and forth. I, I love knife edging that thing. Um, that was just it was great for that. So, well, dude, if you want. I don't. I never fly mine anymore. If you can withstand flying a purple plane, you can take mine, dude. If yours gets too beat up, oh yeah, I'll buy it off you, man. Yeah, just take it. <laughs> I can't sell you a plane and then have you give me a plane. All right, I'll throw you at least whatever twenty forty bucks for we'll it. We'll take know? take whatever you want off the icon. Okay, I'll there you go. <laughs> it's if you want it, dude. You know. Yeah, no, I'll take it. I was actually gonna ask you. Oh, were you? Uh, I, yeah, I, I was gonna ask you because you never fly it, and I know you've had issues with it. I'm like, and mine's so beat up. I'm like, yeah, maybe I should just ask you if you're, if you're willing to sell it because you know. Oh yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll talk offline for sure on that and figure that out. Um, but I did also pick up a new quad frame. I picked up a dude. It looks cool. It's a Hive 210, so it's a 210 millimeter frame, and I got it off the uh, F uh, the S3. FPV guys, the uh, F3 race team, or I forgot what they call themselves exactly. Yeah, what did S3 stand for? Safety 3. So, like, three safety... Oh. I don't know. There's, like, three S words. I, I know I looked at that, and I was like, why is safety in third place? Why would you say safety 3? That's kind of, like, immediately what I thought. I was like, <laughs> should it be safety first? But right, I, right. I don't know. It was, like, safety 3, and I was like, all right. Yeah. Um, those guys are actually, they fly at our field. So I kind of was like, hey, you know. Oh, they do? Yeah. Like, would you give a discount to the uh, Tri-County RC Club? Yeah, member? exactly. And he was like, yeah, sure. So he gave me that frame for 
you know, a little bit less than what he was selling retail, which is awesome. So thank you. Oh, nice. That's for the podcast. So I got that like kind of built up and I'm like, um, you know, just the frame, the airframe built, no electronics. In, and, I'm, and I'm starting to, um, Anthony was like, yo, I'll hook you up with some um, Emacs motors that I have that I'm not going to be using, you know. And I was like, cool. Yeah, I'll definitely give them a shot and see how I like them. So hopefully um, in a week or so, I should have that flying with FPV and everything. Damn, dude. The frame, the bottom, it's a cross frame, right? So it's like an X. Right. That bottom frame is four millimeters thick of carbon fiber. Oh, wow, I've tried man. bending it. It does not move. It is super stiff. You could basically crash into a wall. You'll break everything else but that bottom frame. <laughs> <laughs> like that bottom frame will not break. Like Including the wall. Your- yeah, you'll you'll right. <laughs> you'll break your props, your motors. You know, like you'll put a dent on the wall. But yeah, that bottom frame, you know, that four millimeters is really thick for carbon fiber. Like, so um, yeah, so I'm really psyched about getting that in the air. Um, I gotta, dude. Do, I I have no idea how you would even fit like FPV stuff on that. That thing looks so small. Yeah, but I guess everything's I mean, getting smaller and smaller. So yeah, I'm curious to see how that's gonna come out. People put, you know, the same motor, um, flight controller, FPV rig on a 180. So, I mean, if they could do it on something even smaller than this, it shouldn't be too bad. So, we'll give that a try. Um, what did you think of that? What was your take on the Ram show? You know what? I had the mindset of, I just want to go there and buy foam, foam tech. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know it sounds stupid, but, you know, I, I, I kind of wanted to see Pete. I'm kind of, like, was bummed that he wasn't there or wasn't around. You know what? It's February. We we've been blessed with some great weather. Usually, yeah. what was it? last year it was a snowstorm we were in, mm-hmm. and the same with um, the Adams show. You know, like usually yeah. you don't have the option to go flying, so that's why it's right. it's something cool. Break up the winter with you know and go do. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy walking around. I talked to uh, one of the guys at Horizon Hobby because I'm really curious about that Corsair that they're putting out. Uh, okay. Yeah, and, and I was I was asking him some questions and some but I had a great time hanging out talking to people, man. Just like hanging out with uh I ran into Brown Eyed Fool again, Jason, the same guy I talked about at, at <laughs> Adams. And yeah. um it was cool cuz people were people were sending us posts on the uh Facebook page I think saying, "Hey, I'm listening to a podcast. I'm driving down to the Ram show and mm-hmm. we actually met one of those guys, um Steve um who's Jason's buddy from upstate New York. And I could have sworn, he looks so familiar, I could have sworn I met him somewhere, maybe at the neat fair. Um, but he was telling me about, you know, different events going on and, and what what he's been up to. And it was so cool to, like, run into, run into guys and just, just talk to them, get their feedback and, you know, hand yeah. out some stickers. I handed out a bunch of stickers, man. I handed 125 yeah. to you. Right, right. So I was a little light. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was I was giving out stickers, like, to everybody I met, you know that that I knew it was it was pretty cool. I ran into um to Pete Gregory again, mm-hmm. who was wheeling and dealing again. He was telling us about some other deal he was going to go after the yeah, ramp shot. No, lot. yeah, right in a parking lot. He was going to meet a guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, he's he's too cool, man. I I like talking to him. But uh, everybody, like a couple people I talked to, I think Steve was one of them. Jason and even Pete said uh, they more or less came up with a a general consensus like how we should do more like local events and talk about local stuff which was which is awesome dude like so it brought it to my mind like yeah i want 
want to do flight fest this year, but next year maybe I won't and I'll we'll go like we were talking about maybe going to Ceph or something, but maybe I'll do more like local stuff. Like I'm kind of wanting to go to the Lebanon swap meet because I heard that's a huge one in Pennsylvania and I know that's coming up, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know if I'm going to get down there for that one. I probably could if I wanted to, but I'd like to make more of an arrangement to get down there and uh, I don't know. Well, how far is it? I have no idea. I think it's like four hours maybe, four or five. Four hours into Pennsylvania? Wow, okay. Yeah, it's like four hours, I think so, from up here. And no, right. it's not four hours in, but com- you know the whole trip would be four hours. Well, I mean, you're what, like thirty minutes from the border? Yeah, but it's like south. Border? It's like um, south. Oh, more towards like Philly. Okay, yeah, way past Philly. Oh, okay. But yeah, I think that's a pretty good idea. That's pretty cool. And I want to break it up. You know, I really love, I love going out to Ohio. I love seeing the guys, you know, from Flight Test because mm-hmm. we've known them for a long time now. I mean, <laughs> yeah, several years now. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, three, four years now? We've like been. Well, I went out there a first couple of times um, and met them a few times. Right. Um, but still, dude, they're like, I, I go out there to see my friends, you know, and, and hang out. And mm-hmm. I definitely want to do that because this year I want to go check out guys that I've spoke to uh, on the flight test community cast and, you know, guys I, I just yeah. normally see when I'm out there, like Mikey and, and guys like that. Um, but yeah, hang know, out with Fred instead of having him yell at us to get the hell out of there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, now that I'm getting into helicopters more, too, I I, I want to go up to the Chris Rybert thing in yeah. uh, in August, September. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. I think we, we've put some time into, like, well, you've put more time, obviously, to Neff and to uh, Fly Fest because you went there two years now in a row. But yeah. it's definitely nice to be able to go do an event here. And then go do another event here and kind of like mix things up and just, you know, go different places because, you know, going to the same event over and over, you know, don't get me wrong, is great. But it's not like, I don't know, I just feel like we need to branch out more and just kind of hang out and, and see these other events and see how other, you know, uh, event organizers and people do these events. So Yeah, I'm just curious. Like, I just want to go and check out different things. Like, I've been to Neat two years. I think I mentioned it last time where I didn't even fly anything. I just showed up with a lawn chair and hung out, and I had a blast. I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed watching it. You know, everybody flying their stuff, mm-hmm. having a good time. Yeah. So uh, the next event that we're going to be uh, hitting up is NEF, right? Yes. So Northeast Fun Fly or North Northeast Ohio Fun Fly. Yeah, I think it's. I don't know. I think Electric's in there or was in there at one time. There's yeah. a there's a whole history behind this. Guys will yell at me there was um i think originally it was in a different location and originally mm-hmm. it was called the hef the holiday electric fun fly or something like that i know dave right. dave from ohio is gonna slam me because he's probably told me this about 20 times <laughs> um but so they can let us know and we can comment about it on, on a later uh podcast yeah but that's that's in Akron, Ohio, and it's at the uh, University of Akron. Mm-hmm. Their athletic field—it's like an indoor field, and it's that's a lot of fun. I, I enjoy myself when I go there too, man. Just chill out, and it's like just chill out and fly. At certain times, there can be like twenty, thirty planes in the air, but yeah, it's it's still a lot of fun, man. Mm-hmm. That's definitely a lot of fun. We're definitely gonna go to that. 
we'll try to uh, I think that's March 18th through the 20th yeah cool and uh, we'll I be think bringing gonna, stickers yeah we'll <laughs> definitely have stickers um, I'm thinking of picking up one of those West Michigan Park Flyer 3D planes there Oh, nice, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know you were talking about it last year, and I don't think you ended up getting one. I think you were like, oh, if I want one, I'll just order it or something. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, you know, maybe it depends, I guess. If you, if I buy your RA cores, uh, yeah, and then kind of like, oh, well, I don't need it anymore. So what <laughs> model we'll were you looking at? Did you have a model specific? No, not really. Um, I just want another 3D mid-wing profile plane, you know, something I could, like, Harrier and kind of learn the 3D maneuvers to kind of push myself in the um, airplane acrobatic stuff since I've been doing a lot of the heli stuff. You know, it, it'd be only fair to give the uh, airplanes a little bit of a, a learning, you know, and try to learn these these type of crazy acrobatic moves that I'm, you know, kind of learning on a helicopter side. So before I got the Crack Beaver, I really liked the Highlander that they make. That's kind of like the same. That's the high wing, right? The high wing with the wheels. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was Dave actually who let me try his out. I think last time we were there. I think last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'll probably do the the Yak style or the Sbok type of you know 3D plane. So we're also going to be meeting up with Kevin Matusek and Tom um, and Tom Tom optional. No, no, uh, no. Tom, not Tim. Oh, Tom. It's Todd no, no, optional. I'm, that's Todd. Sorry, Todd's- I'm getting. All these names mixed yeah. up. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't see how you can't keep track of them. It's only like somebody new every day we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we'll meet up with Kevin and Tom. Tom. Yes, Tom. <laughs> I know because if I call him Tim, he's going to punch me. <laughs> That's the only reason I remember. <laughs> He'll punch you with a big ring that says Tim on it or Tom on it <laughs> and leave an imprint on your forehead. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, but yeah, he, uh, he's gonna bring out a 30-inch radian for us. So I plan on building that at the event. You know, we'll see how quickly we can put it together and made oh, it right there. Shit. Nice. Yeah, I mean, the the full-size radian didn't take me too long. Um, you know, I took my time taking pictures and stuff. But if I was just straight building it, I could probably get it done in an hour, or an hour and a half. So I figure either, depending, I guess, what time we meet up, like you know, try to just you know get cracking on it just get it done you know who's gonna punch me is kevin because i haven't even started on his freaking full-size radian yet oh no no man you know i'm sh- i'm shocked at how much time I- i'll blame the podcast that this takes up man there's a it do- it does take up a lot of time like my tuesday wednesdays and sometimes thursday nights are just done i can't do anything because i'm either i'm usually recording yeah and editing maybe sometimes the two nights so i'm sorry kev I'll get to it, man. I really want to get to it because I want to fly the damn thing. It was, it was really cool watching you fly yours. Yeah, it, it flew great, man. Yeah, and I, I need to, uh, I need to record a meeting video of that or a flight video and give my, you know, give my opinion on it. But then too, we're mm-hmm. still flying at the at the park, you know, because our right. the, the road to our normal club area uh, is being worked on. It goes through farmland, and they're they're putting rocks down and stuff like that. And it might not yeah. be done for this weekend. So a little mm-hmm. more time left. Yeah. And plus I didn't want to ruin the model by like landing in wet grass or snow or anything like that. You know, like yeah, exactly. I, I want to, you know, the only way I want to ruin this model is, you know, if I mess up and crash, not because I have a perfect landing and it got wet and all the paper peeled off, you know? So, um, 
Yeah. So I'm going to wait on that um, to fly that again. Um, I will definitely next time I fly it, fly it FPV. Cool. So, so that should be uh, interesting. Flying my first plane. Well, I guess it's not my first plane FPV. No, because you flew. Didn't you fly the the wing? The yeah, the blunt nose versa. Blunt nose versa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I flew that FPV, which was scary as hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. I was scared. I was like, <laughs> I, I need to land. That video, dude. That was. I need to land. It's like it's just too much for me. <laughs> Not that it made me sick or dizzy or anything, but it was just like, oh no, I'm, I just got so nervous because I couldn't see anything except for. You know this little box, like this little point of view of flying straight. I I had no like peripheral and it just you know bugged me out. So, but um, hopefully I'll do better this time. And it didn't uh, help that your CG was like way off on that. Yeah, thing, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, totally. It was so I tail heavy. That, dude. Oh. Yep. <laughs> so um, I plan on bringing the bushwhackers. I feel like I could fly that kind of. In that area, we'll see. I don't know if maybe maybe if it's not too too much traffic in the air, I'll fly that. Uh, the mini guinea definitely, and I was also thinking about the Durafly Hyperbike because that's a fun little plane that I could kind of harrier and and you know fly slow or fly fast around. As far as helis, I'm gonna bring the 180 CFX blade, yeah, the Oxy three cube or the TE if I could get it built by then. <laughs> Do you think we'll be all right with the Oxy in there? I think we would have to force ourselves to fly in a very small box. Yeah. Um, one at a time, you know, obviously. Oh, for sure. Um, and, like, I don't know about 3D flying per se so much. Maybe, like, flip it inverted and just practice hovering. Right. You know, but any time with the, you know, flying any heli, even if it's hovering, you know, maybe I'll just sit there and do pirouetting hovers to, like, practice my... You know, uh, orientation stuff or whatever. So I, I need to fly a heli. I can't. I can't go to an RC event and not fly a heli. I, I, just, you, I feel wrong. You know, I feel like, it, it, like, you know, you, you you get to the top of the mountain and the last ten steps, you're just like, ah, no, I'll just turn around. <laughs> you know, so um, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun, man. Yeah, yeah. What do you think you're gonna bring with you? Oh, you know what? I really haven't given it much thought. I'm definitely going to bring the 180. I don't know if I'm going to bring an Oxy or not. I should just bring the Goblin 380 and like just leave it sitting on the bench or something. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, plane-wise, man, I don't have a clue. Well, I have those micros. I'm definitely going to bring the Habu, the noisemaker, because yeah, I want to fly that thing inside. and Screamer. Yeah. And I really should bring that micro corsair that's like brand new i've never flown that yeah you should bring all your uh umx planes i love the beast i'll probably definitely bring that i ripped the lights off that that cub you gave me that little micro okay. cub yeah which is the other thing i should bring man i'm gonna have too many planes dude but uh, oh. i ripped i ripped the little lights off that i wanted to put them on the beast i don't know if i'm gonna do that or have that ready but uh i saw uh, one guy that cool. yeah i saw a guy last year who had that and i as soon as I saw it, I caught my eye and I ran over and I was like, where'd you get those lights from? And he's like, oh, I ripped them off, you know, a different model. So I was like, oh, that's that's awesome, man. Nice. Yeah, it looked really cool. But I don't I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to bring any FT stuff. I mean, what do you have that's small that can fly in a small box like that? Just that friggin' Scout. Oh, uh, yeah. But well, I don't how know about the Arrow? I'm, I guess I could bring that. 
like you know, not flying FPV, but like line of sight. Yeah. You know, true. maybe build one that's just line of sight, like you know. Yeah, true. Without any, and put like a twenty-two hundred battery in it, so you'll have like with nine 20, gram servers, yeah, twenty-two hundred yeah. battery. Yeah, twelve. You'll have like twenty-minute flight times, three-hour yeah. flight times. Yeah, maybe transmitter down the line. <laughs> there you go. I gotta go to the bathroom. Fly this for a couple hours. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, yeah. that'd be cool. Uh, I'm thinking about bringing the quad to the the Hive two ten if I get that built. Okay. You know, I wonder if they're going to change the format this year as far as, like... Like the area designated for each? Well, I mean, that too, but, like, you know, I mean, quad racing is, like, it's gotten so popular recently in the last six months. You know, I wonder if they'll, like, maybe have, like, a noon quad racing demo or something. Like, I don't know. Maybe. Because, you know, their quad section, which is... Was the heli section was tiny. Yeah, you was can tiny. you can like I I don't care who you are, you can really have too much fun in that area. Like flying fast, like flying how these you know race quads fly basically, you know. Like I don't know how to describe it. I guess perpendicular with the the blades to the ground, like just running yeah. through you know flying through the air like perpendicular. But um, they have a whole lot of room across the street. I mean outside. If it was like well, this year that we we're getting, yeah. who knows? I mean, they could try and set something up out, you know, I up over there. Oh my god, how awesome would that be if there was like forty-five, fifty-degree weather that weekend, no rain, no, you know, very low wind, and just like, like you know, okay, uh, yeah, let's set up, you know, let's let's the heli guys can go out there and fly, or the quad guys can go out there and fly. Like, oh, that would be awesome. I would definitely have a lot of fun with that. And I'll tell you, I like the um the fact that the vendors out there are pretty cool. Like we yeah. got a we bought the one eighties out there what was yeah. it last year? Uh that was Luke's. Yeah, from Luke's RC and, and yeah. man, we got a deal on those. Yeah, yeah. So the dude, I, I like that fact that, you know, they're there and you can get stuff laser like that. Laser toys. Laser toys, yeah. Always they're good always to see playing. Dan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, who and, else was there? And the flight test guys are there. I almost forgot about those guys. Oh right, yeah. I mean, geez, did we? Did I? Did I, I don't think I bought a kit last year, did I? I think I bought uh, just like coffee mug and a couple of different things. Yes, I bought some shirts because yeah. I brought that. Back, uh, yeah, for my two girls here. So yeah, but huh. it's always good to see those guys, man. Alex oh, and definitely. Alex's dad. I love talking to Alex's dad. He's a great He's guy, such a cool man. Dude. Yeah. yeah. And also Jen, I mean Jen Bixler, she was awesome. One one night, you know, she invited all of us to dinner with them and the family. I mean, that was amazing. Yeah. Um, and then the other night, I think they had some extra pizza and they offered it to us and stuff. Like, you know, what a great person. You know, the, all the whole Bixler family and the whole flight test family, they're just great. I mean, you know. Yeah. I think we've said that over and over again. You know, they're great people out there. So. Yeah, it's fun to just hang out, man. Mm-hmm. And then Dave, hang out with Dave. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Dave was awesome. He was hilarious. Remember when we brought him that, the, uh, uh, what is it? The we Chipotle to, burrito? Chipotle, yeah. The burrito yeah. was like the size of my arm. Yeah. And he was like, oh, my, he was like, pick something up for me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you got him like a three pound burrito. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And he has an event like every two years. It's like some kind of festival that he has, like Monkey Fest, he calls it. Because on the forums, he's 
he's something monkey on the forums. Not flying monkey is Fred. Right. He's like um, I, I don't I don't know. He's gonna kill me, man. I don't go on the forums that much anymore. Isn't that like at his house or something? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, he invited me. I think he it was last year, so he won't be doing it this year. Oh, he does it every other year. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we should see, man. Maybe just like on the way back or the way to Neff, if he hasn't left yet, or maybe caravan with him and or you know and coordinate like, when are you going out? Okay, you're gonna go out this time. Why don't we come over and just do a little flying at your house first? You know. Yeah, nothing like inviting ourselves over. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, you know that'd be cool though. We should talk to him, just like yeah. hang out. Nah, he's cool. We, we yeah, definitely. So uh, the next event would be Fly Fest, I think. After that, right? So that's July 14th to the 17th, I believe. Yeah. Um, Fly Fest 2016. I definitely want to go. We have to figure out the logistics. We really haven't put much thought into it. Yeah, we'll probably do the same thing we did last year, right? Get an RV. Yeah. Now, did Jeff said he wasn't making it this year, right? Um, I don't think he said he was able to. I think it's just, you know, like he has other trips planned and, yeah. you know, so he won't be able to make it, you know, which is understandable. I think he can only take a couple times off a year for like long vacations and, you know, le- leaving a wife behind to do a long, like the one long vacation time he can, you know. With the buddies, you know, it's probably, yeah, not great for the marriage. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, it's cool. Um, we'll miss you, Jeff, out there for sure. Yeah, because we had so much fun, dude, last year. Yeah. Like, we were just ripping on everybody. Jeff was cracking me up with that freaking Kerbal Space program. And, oh, oh my man, God. we were having a piss over time with it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. That's funny. We go, we go all the way out there, and he's playing the video game, and that's yeah. what we're talking about now. We're not talking about the event or anything like that. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, uh, just all the the stuff we're joking about. I mean, I don't want to go into it. But too dude, much. if that was one event you could go to, I know Ohio is nowhere near like Washington State or California, but you know, if you're East Coast or Midwest, dude, that's one event to definitely go to. It's yeah. the people are super cool. Definitely bring some food because there's yeah there it's is limited there is vendors that, yeah that's a good way to put it it's limited yeah um I, well I mean it was a lot more than what you experienced the first year of Flight Fest right yeah but I also wasn't staying on site like oh, I had the right. hotel mm-hmm. okay. but yeah for us it worked out great because we cooked a bunch of different times I know you cooked breakfast for us like twice or three times and. And lunch. I think we did burgers too, right? A couple of couple of times. Yeah, a couple of times, yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, even throughout the day, like if I was hungry, I'd just go and grab a snack or a lemonade or something, you know. So Yeah, the lemonades were good. Yeah. For sure. Um, you know, but it was nice that like I don't know, I, I just feel like the vendors weren't well, the you, best. Well and you would get tired of the same like there wasn't a yeah. lot, you know, like you said, it was limited. Yeah. Um, so you know, how many times can you eat pulled pork sandwich? Or cheesesteak. Or, or cheesesteak, right? yeah. Yeah. You know, one thing I missed out on was the uh, the Amish had those donuts. I was, I was I, I don't know what happened. I think I already ate and I saw... Um, it was freaking Ron Caglione. He ate all yeah, of them. Yeah. He had all of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> he yeah, was the so, one that was telling us about them, though. He was like, mm-hmm. yeah, you got to try them. good. Yeah. They look real good. 
So, I mean, they're like the big, like, they're like the stuff that uh, we sometimes get at my job. The, like, there's like the Brooklyn Donut Factories or these places, and they make like a donut that's like eight inches wide and like three inches high. Jeez. And like, they're humongous. They're like, they're huge, but they're so good. The Homer Simpson? <sighs> yeah. <So was> that- <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, I mean, I think with the popularity of Fly Fest or Flight Test alone, uh, more and more people are going to try to make it. Hopefully, you know, I think they're they're going to be doing uh, a part, of, like they're going to be doing some STEM program stuff this year for the kids. So, like, I feel like, you know, they're going to have more vendors. They're going to have more food vendors there for sure. So, you know, but I mean, I, I think it's nice that we saved a bit of money because the food wasn't too cheap, you know? Yeah. So, it's nice that we could cook breakfast and lunch. And, and that was another thing. Breakfast, they didn't have any breakfast, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I think 2000. Now, see, it was different because 2014. I know there was a there was a, um, a couple in the middle that had like they had coffee in the morning. It was kind of that the like the barn area. Okay. Yeah. 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 I remember. I remember going down there for coffee in the morning, talking to them, and they would do an egg sandwich. I think, man. I don't know. We're going back a couple of years, so I don't remember exactly. I know I got coffee down there every morning. But right. then again, I was staying in a hotel, so I would get breakfast and then go right out there. So I wasn't there too early either. So we're going to do the RV rental again and all that stuff, right? So, yeah. So the the biggest event of the year, you know, for scratch building foam, and we're talking about Kerbal Space Program and the food. Food. <laughs> so far. <laughs> but yeah. no, dude, I wanted to say everybody that you could think of meeting, except for Mikey, Mikey's RC, uh-huh. was there. I met Ed from Experimental Airlines, who was an unbelievably cool guy just really laid back he was the yeah. guy that basically i got the idea for layering the the packing tape on wait wait so was he the guy that we met who had the the, the pickup truck yeah with like the the yeah. homemade camper built thing like a diy camper <laughs> yeah yeah pack? yeah yeah okay now i remember him yes yeah he was definitely a nice guy he was very uh down to earth yeah. very laid back very cool yeah and he was the guy that uh Basically started doing the fold over wing too, like before flight flight test started doing it, or around the same time that they started doing it. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was doing what he called the Armin wing, which um, his son's name is Armin, so he named it after his son. Um, oh. Yeah, he had a lot. He has Experimental Airlines is his YouTube channel, so if you want to check that out, he's got a lot of videos on just basically folding foam. The Dollar Tree foam board. He he uh, strips back one inch sections or half inch sections, and he'll actually make like a square tube. Uh, that's how he builds a lot of his fuselages for his planes. That's oh how, yeah, that's actually one of the planes I have downstairs where I have the tube, the uh, the rudder and elevator on it, and I have servos on it. And I think the next time our club gets together and does a uh, a Frankenstein build, I'm gonna put some kind of wing on that and see if I can get it in the air. Nice. Yeah. Oh, Who else oh. did we meet, man? We met met a, a lot of builders on the flight test, you know, community. Yeah, you're better with names than I am. You're better with like remembering people you want to meet up with. I'm terrible with that. It's cool, man. It's like you know, it's like a super cool group of friends that get together. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's super nice. Everyone's, you know, considerate and you know, out to have a good time. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, I had a blast, man. And then, you know, we got together and, like like I've said, have a couple of drinks. We were talking to Fred about it, you know, and just mm-hmm. hang out in, in the 
the camper. <laughs> you know, Jeff was funny, dude. I got to tell the story about Jeff. Okay. We get there the first night, right? I'm like, I can't stand, like, in, in, this, in the wintertime, our house is 65 degrees. Like, I cannot mm-hmm. stand to try and sleep when it's hot. Like, thank God yeah. my wife is the same way. Or, uh, yeah, yeah. Or there would be problems. But uh, so we rented that camper, and one of the main things we wanted to do was run the air conditioning at night because it gets hot. You're in the middle of a field. It's you're in Ohio, and it's you mm-hmm. know July. Yeah. So we roll up the first night there. You know, we meet mm-hmm. Nick and all that. And we talk to them, and uh, we turn that freaking generator on for the air conditioner. And the generator is so loud; it's like blaring. Yeah. And we have it running for like twenty minutes, and we hear a knock on the camper door. And it was uh, some dude who was in a tent, and he was like, could you shut that off? You know, would you mind shutting that off? We're like, come on, man. We're on the freaking air conditioner. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And he, so, he didn't know what it was. He was like, I don't know, some noise that's coming out from underneath your, your RV. And we're like, okay. Uh, so, yeah, somebody. so we're like, all right, so we'll shut it off. So we shut it off, and then we moved uh, that day, you know, the, the second oh, yeah. day, because we were there so late at night. We moved, and we found a spot. And then I remember the f- the first night, I was like, "Yeah, let's throw that air conditioning on." You know, I want to go to sleep. And Jeff was like, "I don't know, man. You know, the the generator is really loud, and you think we should do that because it's going to annoy a lot of people." I'm like, "It won't annoy anybody. It's facing the you know, it's facing the other way." And yeah, and we're buying other, all our RVs. Yeah, other people. Yeah, we're buying all our RVs, and other people are going to be running their stuff. You know, and and mm-hmm. uh, so he was like, "Okay, okay." Mm-hmm. The the next night. He got so trashed, like <laughs> he drank a lot of that Jack Daniels. And, yeah, and we were all hanging out outside, and at one point he gets up, he walks into, the, he walks into the the RV, the door slams, and we hear, vroom, we hear that friggin' generator start up <laughs> and start cranking, and yeah. it's like no regard for anybody tonight. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just, I'm hammered. I'm going to bed. That was, uh, that was too funny, man. I, I wonder for next year or this year, we can power the AC off of your generator. But your generator is so much quieter. Yeah, I, my generator is not that much uh, of a wattage, though. I don't know if uh, okay. it work because I think we thought about that. Yeah, because I just feel like that generator is like a Harbor Freight special while yours is like the Honda. You know, like really yeah. quiet, really efficient. So, I, I mean, just... You know, just to be more considerate or as considerate as we can be while without uh, giving up our creature comforts, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I still got to register for flight, uh, the pilot tickets for Flight Fest. Yeah, I got to do that, too, and, and do the the camping registration. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we learned a lot last year about camping. Like, I'm not a big camper. I mean, I was mm-hmm. in the Army, but that was your camping with everything you bring on your back. So it really yeah, was yeah, no, different. Yeah, there's right. no creature comforts. You know, you're not mm-hmm. wiping your feet or anything. You're kind of like sleeping in your boots and stuff like that. So yeah, it doesn't make a difference. Um, but uh, yeah, this I learned a lot like uh, because of the rain and because of um, the planes that we had. Yeah. And how we should do things like next year, you know. Yeah. I don't think um, I got to take a look at the weather. If the weather's going to rain, or any chance of rain, I don't think I'm going to bring a lot of foam planes. Yeah. I might I might just bring a couple, a handful, like maybe the planes that I don't mind quickly rebuilding, like, you know, an arrow or, um, you know, a couple of, like, the wings or maybe, you know, but, like, anything that takes a bit of time and, and I put a lot of effort in, I don't know if I want to bring it. Like, 
it like everything I brought there basically did not come back home in one piece. Yeah. Storage gone. Oh, that's you know? right. Yeah. Yeah, the wings delaminated, all peeled apart. Um, I built a Vigan out there, and I, I didn't even fly it because I, I didn't get a chance to finish it. But, like, that was getting warpage from the uh, the humidity and the uh, just the rain and overall dew on, on everything, you know? Yeah. So I might have to bring more of the, you know, the RF, the foam RFs, like the Durafly, EFX Racer, those the, – the, the hyperbipe and the EFX racer, those are definitely coming. Yeah, your uh, your basic yeah foamies. Yeah, yeah. So maybe I'll I'll you know you know like the if I buy a Michigan Park Flyer foam 3D plane that'll come RA cores like any of the stuff that doesn't care about being wet. Definitely. Maybe but, we could park yeah. if they do the same layout, man. Maybe we'll park all the way up by the heli line and just get a lot of heli flights in or something. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. And I hope you'd have to stock up for parts for that, though. Uh, we have enough helis. Come yeah. on, if you build build the other oxy, and we're only talking about four days, dude. I can trash three helis in three days, <laughs> or in one day, <laughs> in like three three hours. No, no, you're doing you're doing so much better now. You, I don't, I don't yeah, know. True, you know. Yeah, if it was if it was Kevin when I first met you, you know, flying the uh, the four fifty clone, the four fifty clone. Not you know, putting it in, put, putting a plane also in a tree. Never you know. going into uh, into stunt one or stunt yeah. two. Just flying yeah, an yeah. idle up. Yeah. I remember the first time you told me, hey, have you ever gone to stunt one? No. And I tried it and I freaking like pyroed that thing right into the ground. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, so we've all grown as far as our skill level in heli flying. So I don't, I'm not worried. You know, I mean, yeah, it might happen. Something might fail or just yeah, you know, you might get a little over like I don't know, not over zealous, but like overconfident maybe with when you have like when you start noticing there's people watching you or or the opposite might get more nervous when when you when you land and you hear people clapping, you're like, Whoa. What well is I'll that? tell you <laughs> if you think you're overconfident or get a little cocky, the helicopter will straighten that right out for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure well. Sure. It's done to me. Uh huh. So, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. It should be good. I'm hoping that the flight line for the helis will be with the 3D flight line. Yeah. I, I'm not sure why they would separate those two. I mean, I, I think maybe because last year you said there's only like, I mean, not last year, but the year before, 2014, was only like one or two heli flyers. Yeah. There wasn't much at all. Yeah. I only, I only really only saw one, one guy flying helicopters the whole time. Right. So maybe that's why. This uh, year there was a few. I actually didn't see. How many helicopters? How many helicopter pilots did you see this year? So other than, other than myself you. and you. <laughs> um, we, remember we saw someone flying a T-Rex 550 in the middle in the beginning. Beginner oh, right. flight line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. So but there's wasn't that Pete's crazy buddy? Wasn't he flying something like well, that? Well, he also was flying. Um, and. One that had an FPV rig, or, or no, no, it had a. Did it have an FPV rig, or did I it have so. like? Yeah. And we like FPV rig, and I think he also had like GPS on it or something. Yeah. And then there was another guy that I didn't see him. There's there was another guy with a Goblin 380. He was from. Uh, oh shoot! Where was he? I think he was from Alaska. We ran into two in. guys, right? Yeah, he flew in and he actually crashed his 380. 
Oh, um, and the only thing he broke was the servo horn, but um, you know he didn't bring any extras, and there was just I didn't have any extras either or anything, so um, that kind of put him out of commission. He actually brought the helicopter on the plane, you know, I think it's a carry on, and he um, and he came. I, I wish I remembered his name, but um, and there was another guy who had a Goblin five seventy or five hundred, and I only saw him in the, like the walkway, like where the camp area was. Right, I remember and, that. Uh, yeah, we're walking to the flight line. I was like, oh, awesome, Heli. But I never saw him fly, and I think he was, like, leaving or something. So yeah, so I kind of missed out at that. Yeah, so I, it was definitely more than one or two that I think was recorded in 2015. Okay. You know? And and I know, um, what's his name? Joel from FTCC. Right. He, he was like, yo, you know, you got to teach me how to fly Heli. And I said, sure, let's buddy box, you know? Oh, right, yeah. This year coming up. Yeah, this year coming up. So, you know, I'll buddy box him with the Oxy. You know, I don't, that, that should be fine. You know, so. Yeah. But, you know, I think maybe this year might be a little more. If Anthony comes, that's another heli pilot. I definitely want to do the quad racing now this year. Oh, yeah? I, wanna, I need to get my skill. I need to get my confidence and skill up for that. I, I want to I do some quad racing. I want to maybe do some area photography, get that Dragonfly going before Fly Fest. So I want to, um, you know, there's, I mean, that's a huge event. There's, you know, from up high, it's nice to look down and see all the campers, all the camping tents and all the folks on the flight line. Like, that's pretty cool. This is what I was thinking about doing. I was thinking about getting a portable audio recorder of some sort and just going around to people and being like, what's your name? Where are you from? And like, what's the craziest thing you've seen here? Or just ask them silly questions like be a knucklehead and then they just play it on the podcast that'd be cool yeah i was thinking about doing that because i'll definitely take you know four hours or half a day walk up and down that flight line and, and talk to all these different people you know yeah like what yeah, are they definitely. flying how they how did it you know where i'd love to just just who what's your name and where are you from i mean yeah just like little micro like, interviews of yeah yeah of the person participants there yeah that'd be awesome i'm Let's sure there's gonna be people from like everywhere yeah all over and just like I've well, seen I mean, so many crazy things there, you know, like crazy builds and and one off stuff, man. Love to talk to the the folks that made that. Uh, it's like a two hundred or two hundred fifty percent um duster. Yeah, right. You know, like yeah. that was that was an awesome build, and they were good flying. They were flying at three D. It was awesome. There's a guy that I've seen uh, at Neff and at Flight Fest, and I thought his name was Brian. I'm not sure. He was making – he had these two gorgeous biplanes that he made out of, like, foam from Lowe's. And he had it all okay. done up intricate where all of the pieces, like the braces and all that, he had all little screws oh. to hold it in. Yeah. How about that little kid? Not the little kid, sorry. How about that dude? <laughs> he was, like, a teenager or something. Um, I know who you're talking about. The Messerschmitt. He was the kid that um, David gave his micro or the mini. The micro vegan, vegan yes. To. Yeah, he still, said he still had it. When yeah. I talked to him last, and like, that was it'd last be great year. great to just kind of get a short interview of him, like, see that that measurement looked awesome. And uh, yeah, yeah, that measurement was was awesome. And and then there's the that guy uh, Dan Sponholz, his his son Keegan, mm-hmm. man, that yeah. kid blew me away first year I saw him flying when he when I saw really? him with the middle middle stick. Okay, yeah, yeah. He was hovering that thing. He was doing 3D stuff with that. I was like, oh, awesome. Kid was a good pilot, man. And then when he came down and we were talking, mm-hmm. all the technical stuff he had, I was like, dude, you should be working a flight test like tomorrow, man. All right. Yeah, that kid was very knowledgeable. And he's going to school for like 
aeronautics or something from, oh, what, from what he was telling me. Yeah. So, yeah, so that'd be really cool, like running around with a microphone, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we should definitely do it. See how many times I can get Dave to, like, scream at me <laughs> or yell at me or something. I don't know. Uh, that'd be great. Um, things. Yeah, I got. I got to make sure I have my. I have the shirts made before then, or be, I'm going to try before enough, but I can't guarantee it. Uh, it's going to be the first time making four layered uh, silkscreen shirts. So, but um, I would love to have at least ready by Fly Fest. Maybe we get a banner just says Free Fall RC Podcast, so people could know who we are. You know, stop Definitely. by, and hang out. Actually, um, maybe not because I said I'd like to have a drink with everybody, and I probably should. Well, not only that, <laughs> like you just be drunk pretty much. You'd be pissed drunk by yes, the time. Yes, I wouldn't be able know, to drink with everybody. Yeah, <laughs> you know, chronologically. Like, I'll just have to stand in front, and be like, sorry, sorry, Kevin can't drink anymore. <laughs> he's already had seventeen drinks, and within an hour, and he's passed out. So we'll be taking numbers for uh, <laughs> tomorrow night. <laughs> oh, dude, we'll just have to get everybody together. Yeah, just do like one, one big shot. Ch- yes, right, yeah. right, right, exactly. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, so th- so that should be cool. Yeah, I-, I think if I can't get it ready in time, I'll just I think we just go buy some, you know, custom tees or something. But uh, a banner is a great idea. I, what do you want to do? You want to just do the sticker, the logo? Just uh, oh no, I was thinking a banner that maybe I don't know. I'll come up with something. Okay, maybe do it all in that in that um, in that font, you know. Okay. All right, so we got stuck on Flight Fest for a bit. I mean, it is a huge event, and we love it, so I don't mind. But um, let's move on to the next event that's coming up after Flight Fest that we're going to try to make. Oh, this one I'm going to actually – I'm going to do 110% try to make this one. Yeah, me too. This is the 13th annual Northeast Helicopter Jamboree. This is Chris Rivert's event. It's August 28th to the 30th. It's somewhere by Rochester – New York. Um, Isn't it Maceon or something like that? Yeah. Every time I look at it, it reminds me of this band, Mastodon. Mastodon, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, like Mastodon, Mastodon, I don't know. Um, it's right, right, an hour, half an hour away from Rochester, New York. So, yes, I definitely want to do this event. Um, I'm actually you know. excited about this event, man. Yeah. I well, this is your first this. Heli invite, right? Heli event, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you should be. That should be cool to check out. Just see amazing pilots, one after another, just doing some crazy stuff with the helis. Um, but I want to hang out with Chris. That's yes. really the main reason I want to go up there. Is you know, like, you know, I consider Chris a friend now. You know, he's part of our team. He's you know, he's helped us out so much. We pretty much talk to him and Anthony on a daily basis, right? So yeah, true. It'd be awesome to you know hang out with him. He's probably sick you know, of us texting him. <laughs> yeah sometimes i feel bad because i'll text and be like like i just want to get it out so I, because i'll forget tomorrow so like i'll text and i feel bad for you too because i know you go to sleep you know super early so it's like i'm like uh yeah i'll just text it text 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 and then i'll stop and hopefully his phone's on mute yeah uh, you can always text me it doesn't matter okay. i mean my my i put my phone on mute because i know you guys go on and you know i i get up at 5 30 so i'm usually done by like 10 you know right so yeah. But yeah, I am psyched to go to this event. Um, you know, I, I've, if, I, you know, if it's anything like previous events and the, the type of pilots that go up there, the professional pilots, you know. Well, you got Kyle Stacy and uh, yeah. is it Bobby Watts? 
Uh, Bobby Watts, I think, was there one of the years. I'm not sure if he was there every year. Right. Bobby Watts. But guys I mean, just, like guys of that. Yeah, caliber. like that caliber, like Nick Maxwell, like you know, just folks that are been professional for a long time, you know, or like, or just even if they haven't been there for a long time, just to have the skills that these professional pilots have, like, it's just insane. I, and I want to check it out in person. Yeah. You know, because you can watch. You know how it is. Like even watching, like say my video of like my my craziest flight I've ever done that was recorded, and then it's like okay, cool, you know, whatever. He's flipping it around, he's doing this. But then when you see it in person, it's like, oh wow, that's really cool. And I'm like, I watch a Kyle Stacy video, and I'm like, oh my god, this is crazy. I don't, I don't understand how he's doing any of this stuff. Like I can't imagine seeing that in person. Like I've said that a million times, dude. That. You can watch this stuff on YouTube, and you're like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. he's doing this, he's doing that." But when you see it in person, it's amazing. Yeah. I saw that kid fly that I think it was a Trek 600 or 700 mm-hmm. in Vegas years ago, man. And right. This kid Ben, I think his name was Ben, man. I'd love to remember who it was, but uh, I like it. I saw it on YouTube, and I thought it was no big deal. But dude, when I saw that live, it was like, "Holy shit balls, dude! Mm-hmm. This is insane." My first event was a heli event, but, like, I've only watched videos before that. And now that I'm flying, like, helis and getting better mm-hmm. at, like, inverted stuff and flipping stuff, like, now I understand what goes into it. Because yeah. when you don't, when you see you, you first, it's going so fast and it's so rapid that you're like, I don't understand this. Like, I don't understand why you would want to fly like that. But now that I'm getting more into it, yeah, it's just, it makes me appreciate it that much more, man. Yes, the skill, the difficulty. You know, like it really is hard, and it's yeah. You get, I, I get so much like, you know, that feeling of achievement when I don't put one in, and a move comes out looking like what it's supposed to look like a little. You know, like well, yeah, it's awesome. I'm, I'm putting these flights on the oxy, and I'll start off, you know, 180 oxy, and then 380, mm-hmm. and I, as as I'm going through the oxy, I get four flights on that, and it's back in the jeep in one piece. I'm like. Mm-hmm. You get you're kind of amped, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to fly the 380 because you know I don't want to go home and bring that home in pieces. But then it's like, shit, dude, just go out and do it, man. You know, like I'm having these conversations with myself, dude. Just go do it, man. And it's <laughs> it's that much more satisfying when you're when you're you know, yeah. I mean, even if you do put it in, you put it in. Now you got to yeah. fix it. So what? Yeah, you get to you get you know you get yeah to, you find know. the parts suck, but you know fixing the heli it's not it's not the end of it's not that I don't hard. Think it's, yeah, I don't think it's that hard or that painful. And I fixed way more of them than I'm fixing lately. So yeah, but it's getting it's starting to slow down a little, right? Oh, I mean, for maybe sure. Maybe not with the 180. It's not. It's not like every helicopter every time. Right. <laughs> you exactly. Know, you go out. Yeah. Exactly. So that's gonna be awesome. I can't wait. We could go up there and you know meet uh, there because I know Chris since he's been on board. Um, we've got a lot of people from that area mm-hmm. that are. Like friends with us on Facebook and comment a lot and sure yeah Chris, Chris Reams. Reams. yeah yep. we'll go you know talk to him shake his hand say thanks you know for listening and yeah participating and posting stuff yeah man definitely so I can't wait for that that's gonna be end of August um, and then after that there's uh, the one that Peter recommended to us yeah uh, Rhinebeck Aerodrome Aerodrome what is it Aerodrome Rhinebeck Aerodrome Drome? Drome. Yeah, you said Aerodome. Drome. Aerodrome. Yeah. yeah. It almost looks like Aerodrome. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Aerodrome. Okay. Uh, September 10th through 11th. It's uh, 
the event is called Mid Hudson RC Jamboree Model Meet Weekend, and it's actually their fiftieth anniversary. So I think um, Peter was talking about like, yeah, we should definitely come up and and I, was he saying something about like doing a heli demo or something? I, I forgot exactly what he was saying. This is RC Jamboree, I'm sure that, but they have the the Rhinebeck Aerodrome for anybody that isn't from the like mm-hmm. New York area uh, is an actual airport where they have vintage like world war one uh and geez pre-world war one planes Pre, yeah and they actually they actually fly them um you can go on youtube they had a, yeah, there's air shows like every weekend there. they yeah. do a lot of air shows this is this is kind of um kind of near and dear to me because uh this is one of the first events that i went to with my dad and this was like Man, oh really? Yeah, I must have been eight or nine years old. I mean, this is we're talking. Wow. Like, yeah, like seventy five, seventy six. We went up there. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was nice. I'd really like to check this out because I haven't been up there in a hundred years, and and it's uh, mm-hmm. you know I remember going up there with with my old man, and and they had like a little town set up, and they would do like a bomb drop thing where they would come by and try and hit targets with bombs that actually had gunpowder and would explode and. No way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, not, cool. not huge, but enough enough to see like a flashbang. They had uh, they had this old guy who was always getting in the way, and then he wound up getting into a plane, and he did like stunt flying and stuff, and it was really funny and and cool like that. And okay. yeah, so it was they they did like a whole show type of thing. Oh, nice. And I mean, dude, like now it's how many years later, dude? It's like forty years later, and and to see these planes even even now like some of them that are just made to taxi and they'll they'll like take them up maybe you know five ten feet off the ground and they'll go down the runway and they'll land again but it's it's like amazing like the the one guy had like a old eindecker i think that was there we saw one at ram i think yeah they always bring they always bring the airframes and stuff or yeah yeah i mean huh. and they're not you say airframes but they're not far off from actually flying at that point they slap yeah. the engine on those things and some wings and covering and yeah, it's it's amazing. Controls so, and stuff. Yeah. So it's just it's like we were saying earlier, you know, it's just something different. And mm-hmm. if they're gonna have the RC thing, I'm sure that that, uh, that that'll be a, a lot of fun, man. To, there'll be guys up there with some old school stuff, probably some large stuff, you know. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping to get up there, even if I got to go up for like the day, you know, make a long day out of it. I think I'm gonna try and get up there. I mean, so I got to see how far far it is from from where we're at. Well, from you, it's probably a, it's probably the same amount of distance. You just travel a different way. Uh, for me, Hudson County, or it's Mid Hudson, so it's it's basically Hudson County for uh, or Hudson, New York, and it's about a two and a half hour drive. Yeah, I think I remember uh, that being quite a ways. Yeah. So it's definitely doable. Maybe do like, you know, go up there during the day, hang out, do the whole thing, and then maybe like grab dinner and stay at a stay overnight so that we're not driving home tired. And then just, you know, leave first thing in the morning and come home, you know, do something like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely down to go. I want to check it out. They have a replica of the Spirit of St. Louis. Um, oh, nice. That uh, they're having a public uh, flight and gala on May 21st. But, uh, you know, I was talking to one of the guys and he was telling me about it. And I, I was like, how scary is it to fly that thing without a front windshield? And he was like, yeah. actually, you know, you line it up kind of sideways. You come around and you put it in. You land it. This is really not that bad. So there's a little bit of a difference between this one and the one that um, was flown across the Atlantic. That mm-hmm. the wingspan is a little bit longer on this replica. On which one? On the, oh, rep- on the replica. Yeah. Okay. Probably to give it a little more stability. 
Yeah, well, that one was more for like distance and. But know. on their website, they show a uh, a triplane. Like, if they have an actual triplane that a guy goes up and flies around, and that'd be freaking crazy to see, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sick. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, when when we were writing up this thing, I was like, ah, uh, I might try to make it, but I probably won't be, you know, being like Fly Fest and Christmas event, and then this is like basically two weeks after Christmas event. Yeah. So like the the cost of like if we, you know, we're doing Christmas event, I think we're, I mean, I mean correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we're planning on maybe renting an RV. You know, if we rent an yeah, RV, we're still gonna work fast. Yeah, and then we might rent an RV. I mean, like that's gonna tap me out for a while. So it's like, but I mean, what you're describing, and if you do like a day or a trip, where like, yeah, you know, I'm saying like go up there one day and then just you know sleep overnight and come right back. Yeah, that you know that's doable. That should be doable. So, um, cool. All right, you got anything else for the main topic, or should we move on? No, I think that's about it, man. Okay, so uh, what do you think you're gonna be working on in the just following uh, next days until we go flying. Oof, that's a good question, man. I got so much stuff going on. I, I want to finish. I'm I'm close to finishing the uh, FT Explorer. Okay. Um, I got the motor in. I think I just got to put the ESC in, all the servos in. I got to hook horns up and stuff like that, and linkages. Okay. Yeah, just that should some be ready. Stuff. Nice. I still got that racer to mess with. But you know what? I see all these other things pop up. Like I want to build those that Corsair or the two Corsairs. Mm-hmm. I'm laying it out now, dude. I really want to try and get a 200% Corsair for flight fest, but I wanted to build the regular size Corsair first. But man, I now that I see how much time, you know, the, the podcast and editing and all that stuff kind of cuts into my week. Yeah. It's hard. I got to schedule like I got to schedule it now. I know it's like well, you got three months to go, you know, or whatever. Oh. But, dude, I got to start, like, getting that together if I want to do it. I mean, you know, by, by two months, you're going to end up having a Goblin 570 kit that you're going to have to build, too. So <laughs> you got to make sure you keep that into consideration. <laughs> oh, boy. No, no plus, so... <laughs> plus I want to get a 3D printer. Every time I turn around, I'm thinking of something else I could 3D print. Mm-hmm. I still want to figure out when I'm going to do that. Um, but that's not going to be, you know, within the next week. Yeah. I have that middle stick that i have the fuselage still cut out that i want to cut out the elevator i cut out the rudder and i'm going to double up on the rudder and the elevator like two sheets of foam Mm -hmm. together so i want to get that together too i want to finish want to finish the wing and put a spar in that and everything and get that together like a like a wooden spar or a carbon fiber spar well i was looking for aluminum yeah i was going to try and get like an arrow uh oh okay yeah but i i haven't I haven't had a chance to even stop and look for that. So I got a few things going on, a few projects. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to fly that arrow maybe next time we're at our regular field. Yes. So not this weekend, but next weekend, hopefully. Yeah. And I got that freaking sport whenever we get together. Put that thing. Man, I got everything for that. Servos, motor, ESC. I'm ready to go. Everything but an icon, huh? Everything but an icon. That's right. I'm not ready to go. You will be, though. All right. <laughs> um, so, uh, let me see what I'm going to be working on. I, I, I wrote a whole bunch of stuff and when I was on the train on my way home today and none of it saved. So it's going to be off the top of my head here. I'm going to be flying the Goblin 380 this weekend for the last time before I, um, do a complete teardown and rebuild. Okay. So I will be selling you the icon off of that most likely. 
you scared me there for a minute. Wait, you thought I was going to sell it or something? <laughs> yeah. No. Because I remember one of the text messages saying somebody, I think it was Anthony, selling Anthony. his. He's selling his right? KC, yeah. Oh, man. Um, I mean, I can't sell that goblin. That was my first goblin. You yeah. know, like, I don't know. That That's what got me into goblins and stuff. I, you know, I have nostalgic, not nostalgic, what is it? Um. What's the term? It's like your first car, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it's, you know, it's not like I need to sell it to get another one. So, like, you know, why sell it? I'm just going to keep it. So, but that's yeah. why I want to give it some TLC. I want to do the rebuild. I want to take my time with the rebuild and get some upgraded parts and, <clears throat> and you know, save up for the Neo for that. So, um, when I start, I mean, like, I'm going to completely strip down, like, okay, I'm breaking down the tail. All the bolts go in the back. Yeah, you were saying. The tail. Take every single piece, every single bearing, everything, and just clean everything, test it. So um, that's gonna be like a couple months. Like I'm maybe have it for flight fest, maybe not. I'm not really sure. I mean, I, I think I have enough helis that if I didn't have that one, it wouldn't be, you know, the end of the world for me. So, so that yeah. So yeah, I'll sell you the icon off of that. So you will have your sport ready to go as far as part wise. Um, you know, by cool. next week. Uh, let's see. I want to work on the 12 volt power supply or the 24 volt power supply. Um, I definitely want your assistance on that. I don't know if my multimeter is working right. I couldn't find which was positive or ground. I, I don't know. I'm not an electrical expert in any way. So, oh boy. So, you know, I want I want your help. Maybe even talk to Nick. You know, Nick Simpson, and see if he can help me with that. What else am I working on? Uh, the 210 Hive frame i want to get that going by not this weekend but the weekend after cool man um get my arrow done i have the servos in there i need a receiver and get the motor put on there i i don't know if i'm gonna do fpv gear right off the bat for that i mean i should just do it you know spend the 37 dollars for an fpv rig and just put it on there do uh, it you know so cheap for the, for the you know the Chinese stuff so um, I need to build something though no, I need to build that middle stick if you have the oh, PDFs yeah? or just send me a link to the uh, you know I gotta get the link for that yeah I, I need to do something with that big motor and that landing gear I bought and I have wheels for it and everything like I have all the like not foam hardware like all the hardware right motor yeah. ESC landing gears all the stuff that like you have to buy not foam board that I could just take whatever i have or build or so I, I need to get the plans for that and uh maybe start cutting one of those out uh, gotta redo a mini guinea before nef so jeez dude i know i don't have time for any of this you stuff. better take off the next week of work dude <laughs> <laughs> no i mean I, i'll just find the time i'll just you know it's just i mean i stay up late you know and, and, and i know i paid a price for it in the long term but i don't know how you do it yeah i mean I go to sleep at one, wake up at six, six thirty, <laughs> every single day. Uh, weekends aren't be- are much better either, you know. So there are some weekends where I might sleep until nine, ten o'clock, but there's other weekends where like I go to sleep at two, three in the morning because it's a weekend. Why not? And then it's like, all right, I'm up at eight o'clock. I gotta start charge. I gotta charge some battery packs, take a shower, get ready, get to the field, you know. So. Yep, burning candles on both ends, basically. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much what I'll be working on. I really got to get that oxy built. 
<laughs> I can't I emphasize know, right? it. I just, I really, ah, man, you know. Every like, time I move that thing, I'm like, man, there's not a whole helicopter in here yet. Yeah. But I got to put together. <laughs> I scared my girlfriend, uh, my fiance, um, the other day. You know, she's like, I think she said something like, oh, she bought something. And I was like, yeah, and I bought another helicopter. And she's like, what? Uh-oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, you know about it. The one that's sitting there in the box. She's like, oh, oh, my God, I almost had a heart attack. Did you said so you bought another on top of that. I was like, no. Jeez. But if you're okay with it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no so, I mean, nice. I think, I, I mean, you know, I do want to buy another heli. But I just... I don't know. I just bought this car. No, that's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, about Neff. I know. Um, I know you mentioned. You know, I think you were talking to your wife about it. About who's driving out there. Um, I don't. I got the bigger car now. I guess. It's it's totally up to you. I don't care either way. Yeah, I think it might be. I want to do it. I mean, what do you think? You think it'd be more comfortable? Because we'll yeah. have more room. And we'll have. I mean, it's not that we're bringing anything crazy big either, though. But. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Maybe I could I could drive this time, you know, or part of the way, and then and then you know when I start getting tired, you know, have you drive the rest of the way? Yeah, I guess let's uh, wrap it up then. Yeah, man. Cool. You want to do your your usual wrap up? Yeah, I wanna I wanna say I have a super special shout out to Javier Moreno, who oh, uh, yeah. got a hold of us and uh, pointed us to his extensive post on Heli Freak about beginner RC heli pilots. Man, he goes into like man, just everything you can think of. Yeah, he really puts like that beginner aspect to like, you know, the experience that he went through, like down on paper. Like it, it's a good read. If you, I mean, I'm not one to read at all, but uh, for some reason, I found it very interesting, very informative, mm-hmm. uh, and I actually learned a couple of things just going through there. Yeah, I mean, I read the whole thing. Um, I mean, nothing, nothing surprised me out of it, but. The thing that was good is that, like, for a beginner, if they actually read the whole thing, I think it'd be a good indication of, like, okay, do I want to really invest the time and money and the effort into this aspect exactly. of the hobby or not? Yeah. You know, instead of wasting money or, or going out and saying, oh, I'm not sure, but I'll buy a heli and try it and then crash and be like, oh, I just wasted this money and now I'm trying to sell this stuff off, you know? like Or it build was... the cheapest 450 you can <laughs> because the puppet told you so. Because the puppet said so. He really goes into it. Even in the email he sent us, it, I mean, you know, sorry, Javier. It, it took us a couple of days to like kind of like read through it. And, and, and I went from reading that to your, your Heli Freak post. So I was reading all that before replying. And then, and I'll talk to Kevin about it. And basically, um, you know, Kevin said, okay, I'll, I'll reply to him. And then, and then I replied to your second email about, which is awesome too. And I think he, um, yeah, he has a, like a spreadsheet together. Yes, it wasn't. I know he said it wasn't all. Uh, he doesn't want to take all the credit for it because, because I told him, you know, like we can, we can, you know, we can like once the the, the spreadsheet gets a little bit more populated, like you know, I don't mind maybe posting that on our our website or or sharing it out so there's a resource that someone could, you know they could pull that down from. I think one of the things he mentioned was that, uh, you know, he he loves the opportunity, but you know, it's not. He wasn't the person who came up with the idea, <clears throat> so he doesn't want to oh, okay. fully take the credit or anything like that. So I'll just say right now. Um, yeah, he said that he flies a Goblin 380 that he bought from Chris. Yes, he bought it. He's not in New York State. He's like in Michigan, I think, or something like that. He's 
out a little further, I believe. I might have him confused. I thought he was out west coast, but I could be mistaken. Oh yeah, maybe yeah. But um, but yeah, this whole this whole database thing, um, or spreadsheet that he has, like basically talking about common airframes as far as prices, size, like what class it is. Also with the electronics, you know, what class, uh, like a 120 Castle HV would go in, and you know, like it's it's very rough draft right now. But I'm I'm gonna try to contribute as much uh, knowledge I have, especially with the equipment that I use, just to get that stuff, you know, oxy stuff, goblin stuff, castle stuff. Um, talk about V bars and icons and flight bar, barless controllers and stuff. Um, and then you know he doesn't want to obviously steal the credit, but the credit should go to. Uh, I would like to just make sure to credit Heli Freak user Razor Sharp for the original idea of creating the spreadsheet. So. Uh, Razor Sharp, if you do listen to this podcast, I want to thank you, Javier. I want to, you know, also thank you. He 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 really wrote up this awesome write up, and you know, I I mean, he says he's been an RCHN listener for a long, long time, and um, yeah, you and I both are. We love those guys, man. Yeah. Uh, but he did say that they kind of get a little hardcore for him. So, and I totally agree with him. You know, when you're starting out, it, it does seem a bit overwhelming. Mm-hmm. To listen to, um, you know, them talk about disc loading and and pinions and head speeds and stuff like that. So it yeah. was kind of his take on that and where he could go and put something together for beginners. Mm-hmm. And I think he mentioned that's part of the reason he kind of likes our podcast too, because it's because it's, I'm a knucklehead. <laughs> no, I don't know what I'm no, doing. I mean, we're all pretty beginners, you know. We're we're still starting out, and and you know maybe like. I don't know. I mean, I listened to all the RCHN episodes, but like even even back then, like they were pretty intermediate level. I don't know right. if I would say that they ever were at like I could do tail and hovers. That's it, you know. But I love this hobby and I want to share my experience. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I, I thought I, his servo tab. He's got different tabs uh-huh. on his spreadsheet that he's working on. Yeah, and I thought that his servo tab was was a great idea. Like. That's one thing I know that I would look at, like when I was building that 450 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, a tail servo. I, I, I know I'm going to crash. I haven't had flown a helicopter. I'm just starting to learn. So I don't want to go out and buy a $100 tail servo. Right. So what can I get that's going to work decent and be, you know, 10, 20 bucks or, you know, yeah. a decent price? Where do I go? I would go on Hobby King and I would search like different servos and read the oh I've used this on my on my Trex 450 clone or I've used this on my HK 450. Right, right, yeah, which yeah. Is Hobby read King's the, uh, reviews and stuff, right? Right, and then they'd be like, okay, I've used this on the cyclic and this one on the tail, and that's how I actually figured out what servo to use where, you know, and what mm-hmm. would be decent. So I mean, this is perfect for those servos that we're using for, from Hobby King, which which work pretty damn good um, to use all the way around, you know? Mm-hmm. 20 bucks a shot, and, you know, you can use them cyclic or tail, and they'll get you by to get to get going. Yeah, for that size, 300, 450 size, yeah, definitely. Right, right. Like, I probably wouldn't put it on a Goblin 380, you know? No, but it, uh, where, where, what do I put on a Goblin 380? What, what is, where are my choices? Right, and that's this where you want to go, right? You, yeah, so... Um, you know, I was even thinking maybe, you know, to have him come on the show to kind of give like that whole beginner aspect and how he kind of, you know, his experience in it, you know? Yeah, sure. Possibly. So, 
All right. Um, so we also have some. What else do we have here? Well, so, I wanted to. I wanted to mention that Russ Cox uh, is one of our listeners. Um, I think he's up there in New York State, but he posted something on Facebook that I had a good laugh about. Man, he was talking about our latest. Uh, I guess our last podcast where we were talking about that guy from Hawaii. And he said it was a good episode. It may be an all-time high on the douche references. Yeah. Oh, he's from Jersey because he said something about how us New Jerseyans do. Hey, if you're Jersey, uh, I mean, you know, we've basically, I mean, our club is what Central Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you should come by. Yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah, message us on Facebook. Well, we, you know, when we go out to the field, you're as long as you're AMA, you're welcome to come up, and uh, and you know, as long as you're, you can fly. Yeah, we have TSA on the on the the road coming in. That's going to check you for your FAA number <laughs> too. So uh, all these acronyms, dude. Right. Take it. So uh, Podbean, we have uh, a follower that I don't know if we mentioned his his uh, name is CG Boyle. He's one of our newer followers. I don't know if we got a chance to mention. And also um, geographically, we have some new listeners in. Uh, different countries around the world one is the ukraine one switzerland mm-hmm. uh, we have listeners in senegal which i, I think is where is that senegal's in africa i believe it's on okay. the coast i think that's the the one guy that we were talking about the other couple podcasts ago about being how cool it was that you know we had a listener in africa oh, uh, awesome we have listeners in poland so we have to either Start mentioning Poland Spring or stop the Polish jokes. I don't know either one. Um, we and we have, <laughs> we, have <laughs> we don't go too in, deep into it. We don't go into Polish jokes, right? I don't uh, think we ever. No, we've never. I'm just yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh I yeah, just pissed everybody off in Poland. Um, and we have uh, listeners in Italy, which I don't know if we mentioned or not. Man, it's I think we have. I, I think, think Italy, Ukraine, and I oh, think, did we mention Ukraine? Yeah. I think that was one of the first Eastern European countries that started listening to us. Oh, okay. But eh, sorry, cool. I'm make slide. a shout out again. That's cool. It doesn't look like we have many more new states in the U.S. At least, right? No, I didn't see anything new in the states. Okay. All right, and then we got some Facebook comments. You want to go through those? Yeah, sure. Uh, I saw uh, Wesley D. Pennypacker gave us a comment uh, about we just posted something. Yeah, uh, think- one day about us going out, who's out flying, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. So he said he got out, but he had to pack light, and he sent a picture of his backpack where he had like three quads, like strapped in on his backpack. It looked like yeah, tactical, yeah. mm-hmm. like backpack, and uh, probably had loaded full of batteries in his FPV gear or something. Man, it looked like he was going out to have a good time. Nice. Uh, Fred Thompson said, "Listening to podcast right now." Is that oh, okay? That yeah, wasn't. Fred- that was Fred no, no, Thompson. Steve. That's, okay. that's the Fred Thompson, dude. Yeah. So thanks, Fred. Um, <laughs> this was my, this was a funny one for me. Uh, yeah. Brian Brian Weller said, "Looks like fun. I got my 380 on the way. You guys are a bad influence." <laughs> um, that's great, Brian. And sorry, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to put that, but uh, no, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, man. That's cool. Love Steve that. will answer all your questions. He's on call twenty four seven. Ask away, man. Ask. <laughs> <laughs> our buddy chad said he was out flying this is another time we just post like pictures every now and then just you know see who comments um mm-hmm. just like we're out you know having some having some fun 
So our buddy Chad said he got some flying in, and he had some serious wind to deal with in Booton. Yeah, that was a place that we kind of looked into, but there were a lot of quote-unquote plankers in that area that would come out with the pitchforks and run you off their field, even though it was a state field. I don't know. I don't know. We were talking about going up there. We still might go up there, um, but we can't bring any helicopters. So I forget it. We- <laughs> I was going to say that we probably won't. Um, nope. That Sorry. guy, Russ, who posted on Facebook, um, mm-hmm. he posted uh, that he was listening to podcasting on his way to the Ram show. So yeah. it's, uh, it's too bad we didn't run into each other. Yeah, man. Next time. Um, and it was funny because I posted the same thing. Like I posted a, a picture of... Uh, uh, the, my radio. The radio. Yeah, 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 yeah. With the with the podcast on, because I was doing the same thing. You know, for, for some people that might not know, like we record this podcast, and then you know, Kevin will edit it. Do you listen to the whole thing once you're done editing, like no. before we publish no. it? No. Okay, yeah. So Kevin does his editing, and then he sends it to me, and I publish it. When I hear it the first time, it's the same time it's available for any of our listeners to hear it for the first time. So it's quite interesting, you know, I get that, like, experience as a listener, even though, obviously, I know the topics we spoke about, I know we spoke about, you know, with the magic of editing, some things do change a little, and, and things get shortened up to meet a tighter time frame, but, um, so it's, it's like, you know, when I listen to it, I'm, I crack up on the jokes, because I just, you know, it's the way everything comes out is totally different than, um, you know, the way we record it sometimes, so. Um, yeah, sometimes. I mean, we're sometimes. getting better at it. Yeah, yeah. It's coming. It's starting to free flow more for sure. There's been there's been segments that I've cut out, especially like I think the last one, uh, just because we stepped on each other or it didn't make sense or something. It wasn't it wasn't you much mean, though. Like, huh? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I listen to it. I don't actually even listen to the words when I edit. I more or less I kind of do, but. I listen for the little annoying things that when I listen to other podcasts that really, really, really bother me and I want to shut it off. Like, so it's just, yeah, it's just shit like that. Yeah. Just stuff that would annoy me if I was a listener. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, we want to. I mean, dude, we got, uh, you got like a hundred dollar headset and I got like a set set up that I was recording, you know, guitars and stuff with back in the day. So, I mean, we don't have like a professional setup or anything like that we try to do uh, the best of what we got i mean come on we're using skype here we're not using we should skype and a free yeah. program oh, yeah. to edit yeah right yeah what do you use Aud- um audacity right Aud- yeah 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 i mean you know we're on a budget we do what we can though but we try to produce the best show we can so uh yeah. hope it translates and uh you know hope our listeners like it so yeah before i kind of interrupt you where were we I don't know if we mentioned this or not. Russ said that he was he heard I was building a uh, Alps Corsair. He said he built one for his winter project. Yeah, it's yeah. Cool posted a picture. a picture, man. Yeah, looked look awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. So we did mention on the last episode that we got stickers, right? And uh, we did get a couple requests. Uh, our friend Nick, he he got <laughs> he was like, oh, "Am I too late?" You know. Uh, but yeah. thinking in my head, no, you're actually the first person, Nick, <laughs> to request stickers. So I sent him a, a couple stickers, and uh, he should be getting those probably today or tomorrow. Yeah, uh, cool. Yeah, and then we got a, a message, a Facebook message from John Rus- Rusher. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Rusher. Rusher. 
uh, by getting stickers. So yeah, um, I was supposed to send them out today, but uh, I totally woke up a little late this morning and kind of ran out of the house without grabbing an envelope and some stickers. So I will be sending those out tomorrow. So hopefully you'll get those in a couple days. Uh, our Facebook lights are kind of slowed down a little. We're at 122 right now. Um, the latest that I couldn't see this week was from Jeremy Warfield, Chuck Boyle, Joe Baus, and James Nalback. So nice. thank you for the likes. Uh, yes, thank you. And then we have some Instagram stuff, uh, the social uh Social media, social networking portion is probably taking just as long as the episode. That's the main topic? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you want to go through these Instagram stuff here? Yeah. Instagram's a little different. We try to mention it uh, a little bit. It's hard to do without pictures, but uh, we'll give you a little rundown real quick. Mm -hmm. When we get out there, like we've said, when we get out there and we're flying, if somebody takes a picture, we'll post it and just to see who else is out there doing their thing. And Chris Freibert said he was getting some... Nice flights in on Sunday with his Oxy Cube, his Oxy Three Cube, and his Three Stretch. Nice. Chris, Chris is the guy that has every Oxy model combination I think available now, except for the Sport. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. He's soon to have four, uh, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's gonna have a Nightbird too, which is gonna be awesome. Oh, that's think. right. Yeah. Yep. He's working on a Night Flyer. And then in reference to your, your Goblin 700 video where you were just flipping it around real quick, mm-hmm. Wake Boxer said, that looks great how the uh, spinning blades are visible in the video, which is uh, true. It was it was pretty cool. I, I guess because of the head speed you were running, it really looked cool. It wasn't like bending the blades like your normal video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually, this is the first time I'm checking it out. I'm actually looking at it right now. It almost looks like a four to six bladed heli, like. Yeah, it you looks know. four. Yeah. 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 When I'm doing the TikToks, it looks like it's six though. It's cool. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's it's gotta be something to do with the uh the you the know shutter. The shutter speed or the uh, FPS, the frames per second the camera can take. Yeah. Um with the head speed. Um I think this was idle two, which should be around the twenty two hundred head speed. So maybe that with combined with uh 120 frames per second kind of cancel itself out and make it look like that. I don't know. I'm not a photography expert, but it definitely does look cool. Yeah, that was a little clip that we had on Instagram, like 15 second clip, because uh, Steve was just working out the bugs with his 700 that day. Mm-hmm. Want to mention? Uh, drop us an iTunes review, and we'll read it on the next episode. So uh, check out our website. It's uh, www.freefallrcpodcast.com um, If you have any suggestions for the website or anything you want to see or change, you know, you can definitely hit us up. We have a contact us page. Um, you can also talk to Chris Reibert. He's our webmaster for it. So, you know, definitely reach out to him too with his, uh, what is he again? 3D and scale That's his personal website. You can definitely contact him by there too. Uh, you can email us at freefallrc at gmail.com. We are still sending out some stickers, so we do have some extra. So email us your address and we'll send you uh you know, we'll send you a couple stickers out your way. Yeah, I wanted to just say, dude, that uh if we send you stickers, man, just take a picture of where you stick it. And yeah, don't send us any nasty pictures of where yeah. you stick it, but just <laughs> it'd be cool. It'd be cool. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send us a picture or two. We'll put it on Facebook or Instagram or something. Yeah, or just go to our Facebook page, uh, which is facebook.com podcast, And you can take a picture of that uh, sticker on your your charging case or your transmitter case or your heli or your or anything RC related post a picture on our Facebook page that'd be awesome to check it out get those pics in uh, we have the flight test forums it's under the audio and video production other than flight test podcast and then you'll see free for RC podcast there uh, thank you for listening and for all your support and you know any comments and feedback you've given us we'll see you next time alright see you guys all right. Thanks. Dude, that was kind of weak. Yeah. But thanks. You can edit that out. Yeah. How about... Thank you! <laughs> That's better. <laughs> wait, wait. Wait, before you save it. How about... Um, this is kind of the How about like when I saw Ozzy on Saturday? Let me see your fucking